James, uh, I'll, I'll tell you all this stuff on on uh, the podcast. On the podcast? Talking about okay. It. Yeah, quit wasting conversation. I am. I'm very much wasting My God, we're going to have nothing for the show. Yep, that's the way it goes. <laughs> and we'll have to eat early. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. What a world. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Hi, nice uh, to join both you in person. Oh, thank you. And you uh, virtually, uh, the listeners out there, uh, both things. Yes. Yeah. The listeners in non-corporeal form. Right. And also, if any of your pets are listening in, um, hi to the pets. Oh, wow. We don't really acknowledge the pets quite often. We don't don't very often. You're right. Mostly because they would not even care. Right, there's not a lot of good podcasts for dogs and cats. <laughs> it should just be a podcast just going, who's a good boy? Is you are. Who's you are. Does that work, though? Does that work? Have you ever tried to talk to a dog over a phone? Oh. They're not impressed. You know what? Yes. They're not impressed. I tried to talk to my dog when I was a kid over a phone. Yeah. But it was a landline. It was, so it was a landline. Works. So that was a problem. Yeah. And the dog wasn't sure, I think, if I was a scammer or not. Mm. It's <laughs> How much? How much of my bones does he want? Yeah, dogs are home during the day, so they get a lot of scam calls. They do. They that's why they never. Row. Like... <laughs> and then uh, you know it's someone oh, speaking is... in another language, and they're like, you know, I don't even speak English. Is what the dog says, and you're like, <laughs> how how are you saying it like that? And it's just like, this is the one thing I know how to say. This is Inspector Hound from the Canadian Bone Associ- or Bone uh, Agency. Yeah, inspect. Yeah, Canadian Bone Agency. Yeah, yeah, CBA. Yeah, CBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you uh, take a bite out of crime. Behind. As long as it's a bone, you're behind in your bone taxes. So you know, there's a warrant has been issued, and the police are coming to arrest you now. But you can prevent this from happening. Yeah, the poor dog is sweating, pulling at it, tugging at his collar. Well, it would be panting. It wouldn't be sweating because it wouldn't. Uh, that's not how dogs sweat. They would be. <gasps> but they're sweating while they're panting. What, how do you mean? Like through the tongue? Yeah. Okay. And maybe the paws of the feet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to try do you remember to like an old cover ca- my balance. Old timey cartoons, whenever a dog had a bone, do I? it would eat it like it was just like a crunchy, delicious thing that it would just devour. Yeah, yeah. And I thought yeah. like as a kid, oh, that's how dogs eat bones. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, they don't eat bones at all like that. Not at all. And people don't eat corn on the cob like it's a typewriter. I did when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, you get to the end, go ding, go back. <laughs> sure. You did it once because, you know, you saw it on TV. But Was that a Jerry Lewis bit? I no. thought it was from cartoons. I thought it was like a Bugs Bunny thing. Okay. Or from something of that sort. Is it a Jerry Lewis bit? You might be mistaking Eating Corn on the Cob like it's a typewriter from the typewriter, his actual bit. I think every other cartoon for about two years was something, uh, a Frank Sinatra type coming out and singing. And then all the animals around going, Frankie, and uh, being real uh, juiced up about uh, (laughs) this Frank Sinatra, either rooster or skunk. I've seen both. I just watched the skunk one where it was all rabbits that were just all, Frankie, oh, Frankie. And And then, of course, there's a little one going, Frankie. And it's Frank Skunk Natra. But I don't think I've ever seen that one. I do know the chicken one because famously he's... Thinner than the microphone he's standing behind. 
yeah, he's hidden by the I, microphone. Why do I want to think it was sense and sensibility? But that's not right. It's something. <laughs> it's something with the word "scent." I think into. Well, of course, it. if it's a Pepe Le Pew, it would have sense. But yeah, it. it wasn't Pepe Le Pew. It was. Oh, it wasn't. No, 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 no. Because it was a skinny. It was this. It was the same gags, which are. Yeah. He's so skinny. He's behind the microphone. You can't see him. <laughs> All of the animals are around. Yeah. You know, basically being the female version of wolves. Yeah. And yeah. like whoa, and then like you know, like there's an old one who's in a, an old rabbit who's in a wheelchair, and she's like oh frankie and uh like she starts flipping out and jumps in the air then comes down and lands in a grave and then the gravestone comes up and goes oh frankie <laughs> this feels like they just repeated all the jokes from the chicken one but just replaced them with rabbit sure because they're very similar yeah and there's a lot of jokes about how skinny he is is in like mm. like he's on a scale and like a feather falls on one side of the scale and just like pushes <laughs> him up the air, and uh, he turns into a bone at one point, which yeah. is what reminded me of the bone thing. Okay. Or like, yeah, vanishes behind the microphone stand. Wow, no one could see him there. And it was a skunk. Yeah, I don't know that one. But I guess That's that was a thing they used to do with Frank Sinatra. Is people would scream Frankie. Well, for a, yeah, I mean that was what they're making fun of the pop his. Because they're Bobby Soxers, so there's a lot of Bob, there's a lot of socks jokes as well. So why was it a big deal when Elvis came along and everyone was screaming for Elvis? And they were like, "These girls are going crazy!" Like when clearly this was yeah. enough of a thing that the joke was, yeah. you know, there. Yeah. yeah, it is odd, isn't it? I think because Elvis Presley was more sexual than than Frank Sinatra. Well, according to this, those rabbits were. Well, more, yes, but I mean, not to the point where they go on stage. Presley was even more. Mm. I think that was like you know like no one objected to Frank Sinatra singing on television. There was no like thing where they could only shoot him from the waist up, you know where, where there was with Elvis Presley. The, the television would only show him from the waist up. They wouldn't show him gyrating his his hips and all his right. sexual movements yeah, would, or sexy it, movements. It would disrupt the television signal. It would disrupt the television signal. Sure. That's right. Or I don't think they they ridiculed him by having him sing to an actual dog mm. and things like that. You know, like Frank Sinatra. That's a, I, I, I know that was considered an insult. It's weird looking back on it and going, oh, that seems fine. Whereas I understand that it's an insult. It's an insult. How so? It's not. It is. No, it's not. Making it's a silly. person come on a show and yeah. sing to a dog? I think yeah. that's kind of when insulting. Song's, when a song's like, uh, called <laughs> Hound Dog, yeah. and like he's singing it to the, to the hound dog, yeah. it's like... You know, it's it depends. Our, if you take it as an insult, it's uh, it's an insult. Yeah. If you don't like, is it? Is it's it? an insult. Yeah. It was intended as an insult. That's wait. The thing. So Steve, by intentions, so, I'm so talking wait, about. Okay. T- let's get into that. Because Steve Allen also yeah, Steve famously Allen is, read out the, the the lyrics to Hound Dog before Elvis right, Presley was That's what in the he show. would do. He would re- write read out the lyrics to to musical things. Yeah. And would uh, do them dramatically. Yes. But uh, he was mocking them. He was a jazz guy, and he was. He was against rock and roll, so okay. So Elvis Presley on the show was, you know, he was a less less than a jazz guy. You know? Okay, that's too bad, and that seems so weird. It does, it does seem odd. Now, I mean, in retrospect, yes, of course. I mean, because he'd have, wouldn't he have like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis on and whatnot? Like I'm seeming to remember, like in the movies when it was like Jerry Lee Lewis was on a TV show, it was like the Steve Allen show. Is was that it? not I, correct? I don't, I don't know about that. I think like you know, he, yeah, hmm. I'd have to look it up. You're the music guy. I'm not the music guy. I mean, guy, but. he might have. He might have had to full. But was how how long was the Steve Allen show on for anyway? You mean the the Steve Allen show or the Tonight Show? I think there was both. Or right? there was two different things. Well, yeah, he was the first host of the Tonight Show. Yes, Did I you? know that. Okay, and then I think there was another show that was. Am I wrong on that? No, I have to look. It I, up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I maybe he had like a like a evening variety show that maybe fell to the onslaught of Ed Sullivan. That'd be strange. He was on TV so much. 
that uh, that uh, yeah, the Steve Allen show. There we go. Uh, ran from uh, June 1956 to uh, to uh, 19. Oh yeah, it went from 56 to 61, mm-hmm. and then was syndicated from 62 to 64. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so he could have had Jerry Lee Lewis on. I don't know though. I don't know the whole the whole Jerry Lee Lewis thing. But Jerry Lee Lewis was less was less sexy than than um, he was at a piano. It's it's really hard to it's really hard to be sexy at a piano. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, he, he introduced um, Jerry Lee Lewis to a primetime audience mm. in 1957. Yeah, yeah. So weird. And it was like apparently a big deal because mm-hmm. you know it was like they describe it like letting a lion out of the cage. <laughs> so so that's what was weird to me. Like when I see that, I'm like, oh, yeah. he was a person who kind of pushed the new music. Mm. And then it's always when it comes to Elvis, oh, but he was mean to Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay. And then when you see the clip, you just look at it and go like. Well, that's super cute. And if you're a girl watching that at home, you're losing your mind because it's both Elvis, yeah. he's singing, and there's a dog, yeah. and it's so cute. It might have been, it might have been, you know, in their minds, it might have been an acceptable, um, whatever the word I'm looking for is, like compromise, compromise between not f- filming him from the waist up, like not mm-hmm. because he couldn't do his act on television because of the censors, right? Maybe in that case, but I don't know. I just like, feel like he was not that. Yeah, I, I from what I've read about Steve they, Allen, he wasn't the, that fond of that. The music. way they they present it in media, mm-hmm. yeah, Elvis was upset about it. But to me, when I see that, yeah. I go like, oh, okay, well, this is going to push a lot of records. <laughs> like the next day, there's people who would not be Elvis fans that yeah. before that now would be Elvis fans, and for the young women that would be, oh, Elvis, uh, you know, he's there with the dog, and he's very sure. cute, you know, and so they would they would like that, uh, and you know, the other option is he's not on TV. Yeah, you know, is that better? I don't know. Steve Allen doesn't make up the rules about thrusting <laughs> your pelvis on television. Yeah, he then later became a real prude, uh, you know, with uh, the Bulgarians at the gate uh, type type thing, and talking about how you know everything's gone to hell and everyone's uh, bad taste and everyone's rude and all this kind of stuff. And like he he became an old guy. Yeah, you know, when he got older. Sure. Which is sure. which is disappointing because you're hoping someone who is that well rounded in the arts <laughs> would like you know uh, appreciate what's coming next, but instead it was like it's all gone too far. No one, no one, foodie doody doo. No one enjoys being replaced, and also not the best toupee in the world. It's like oh. spend the extra dough, <laughs> get the good one, unless you're Rip Taylor and you're going to be taking it off. <laughs> it's not the best. Was it a bad toupee? I don't I think, remember. I think oh, okay. so. Okay, yeah, I, I don't... that's my suspicion. Mm. Yeah. I remember there being a man at the gym who wore a toupee, and the problem with his toupee was that it had been made for his hair ten years ago. Yeah, and so he had lost that side hair, but he still had the toupee that was supposed to like kind of blend into the side oh, hair that was now gone, and it really didn't work. Oh, Let's say the blending didn't work. The blending to the skull didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he seemed oblivious to it, and I wasn't going to point it out. There should be a thing. Like, look, no one wants someone to come up to you and go, hey, buddy, you want some advice? And then tell you something about the way you're dressed or the yeah, way yeah. you look or okay. the thing, eh, your hair. So I, I but, should stop that is what you're saying. No, Yes, uh, unless you want to get beat up at the gym. Um, <laughs> and then you'll go, oh, my gosh, i got to get stronger. And then you work out more at the gym and like, oh, this is good motivation. Mm. Uh, an insult that made a man out of Dave. Um <laughs> What uh, finally? What I think you need is you need to have 
uh, something that's like an electronic suggestion box. And if you choose, this if is, you choose, sure. I believe it's called what is, it used to be called Twitter, but anyway, right, right. But Twitter's public. <laughs> okay, you don't want. Oh, this is a private. Private. Okay. So it's like there's a suggestion box, mm. and uh, there it is. Mine's Sorry. just going yeah, off. It's right going now. off right now. Is that telling you you got a podcast? Yeah. Thank goodness. Let me screen that call so they'll hang up. Okay. Because uh, they will. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, I forgot to put my phone on. Uh, but pause. Uh, get a suggestion box. And then, uh, you know, people can put a suggestion of like, you know, if you care about this, here's what, here's a little advice. But if you don't care about it, you're welcome to just never go to the suggestion box. <laughs> or if you see the suggestion box and it's like, you can look up then the topic. Mm. And if the topic is, you know, your nose, you know, or something that you're sensitive about, <laughs> right? You're like, nope, click. I don't want to talk about click. You know, your teeth. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to hear that. Nope. Yeah. But someone goes, your shirt. I'm like, hmm. Okay, what's about my shirt? Yeah. And then you hit it and it goes like, uh, your shirt is, you know, offensive in these countries. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. Can you see who sent it is, or is it confidential? Um, would I it guess, say your penis and it would have your wife's name and you'd be like, ooh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, that would not be the best thing in the world. Oh, dear. Yeah, your mother in law. Oh, boy. That's not good. Uh, it's yeah, it's no good. It's uh, yeah, you don't sign it. It's anonymous. It it's, anonymous. A, it's anonymous. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, so it's about a certain thing, and I then like know, your, your car. If there can't, like, okay, be... I'll look at what the mm. car thing is. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't want to see it, boop, vanish. And so you know, it's basically an advice. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing, but only if you want it. Sure, sure. I do think that you have to give your name. Why? Well, because no I one's think going to tell the truth then. Well, not to the person, but to the system. So oh, then, then, the then you don't get people. You. Well, not that, but then it, you don't have people like just you know um, terrorizing people with with a bunch of ridiculous criticisms without any. Yeah. But, okay, but you give your name to the system. I just feel people are gonna like look up your name, and then you won't. Uh, no one will post anything then because mm-hmm. you can't. It has to be anonymous. Okay. There's no other way it would work. Yeah. Hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> Blessings. I have a. Uh, Coke bubbles going up my nose for some reason. Oh, nice. It's odd. Snorting a little Coke for Not, the show? Yes. It's so 70s. <laughs> so, so. Yes. I was, I'm joining, finally, finally uh, going to joining the 70s. Yep. Going out with Bianca Jagger. That's, yep. that's all I can think of. That's really, I'm dating Mark at Trudeau. Yeah. What's the what's the club? Studio 58? 54? 54. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So you're going to Studio going 54 there, with yeah. Bianca, Bianca Jagger, maybe see sure. Warhol, yeah. talk to him a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when he passed away, but talk to him before he passed away. <laughs> he, he was there. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a pretty regular guy at 50. Oh, of course. 54. This is the reason. Yeah. So you go home and write in his diaries. Yeah. Say hey to David Brenner. I don't know if David Brenner's there, but I'm assuming he is. Sure. Uh, bring up big pretzels. Let him go on a little uh, tirade <laughs> about uh, the best pretzels. Yeah. You know, in New York with hot with mustard. Yeah. It's all oh, fun. mustard. Well, that was his. I think that was like an album or something of his. Which was uh, warm pretzels with mustard. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> then put on a fur coat. Yeah. And uh, that's what I always think of. He wear a fur coat, and he's David. I liked him. I liked him uh, as sure a stand-up comic when he was. You know, he was a regular on Merv Griffin, the Mike Douglas show. He's a very good stand-up. Dinah comic. Shore show and whatever yeah. else. He's yeah. just an interesting example of, and rest in peace. Interesting adva- uh, example of. And then times change. Mm. And nothing wrong with what you're doing. You're still doing the same. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah. He probably had like a long residency in Las Vegas or Atlantic City or something like that. That kept him oh. in a comfortable Sure. Made life. enough money. 
Yeah. People who saw him liked him. Yeah. He's getting the emotional support he's getting from the audience sure. and enough financial support. And why change then? <laughs> what do you want? Like, yeah. There. I mean, again, I don't know too much about David Brenner, except too much that I probably know too much about David Brenner, frankly. But, uh, you know, uh, he, he seems we to... We read Funny People. Yeah, did I? Yeah, I guess I did. Uh, but I think it's it's that feeling of like you get to a certain point and then you coast. Okay, and it feels like you know the, so your act doesn't develop. Yeah, you and don't then, you don't add you new get bits. A little bitter, maybe you go. Why do they get this when I don't yeah. get this? They yeah. des- do they deserve this more than me? Wait, what about me? Mm. And there was a little bit about that yeah. and that kind of feeling. Whenever I saw him on Politically Incorrect, it was a lot of that, where it's just like, oh, the times have gone past him, and he's not liking that. Okay, I don't, I didn't even know he was. And on Bill Maher would make fun of him a little bit, and you want to go, you just wait, Bill Maher. <laughs> Your time's to come. There's, uh, there's something interesting and ironic that's going to be a coming, <laughs> coming down the road. Why is Bill Maher o- over? Um, Doesn't he still host Politically Incorrect though on TV? Well, n- no, because well, if it's well, okay, a couple of things. First of all, Politically Incorrect hasn't existed for about twenty years. Um, <laughs> I just thought no, it was still going on. Yeah, it was real. It's real time. It's just called Real Time on HBO. <laughs> okay, Real Time. Basically, he got fired right after nine eleven. Oh, that's right. When he I'm said sorry, the terrorists, you know, weren't cowards, and uh, ABC went what. And then he got more money over at uh, on HBO, and so like he really failed up. Yeah. So it's hard to like when you go like, oh, he really that's so terrible that I oh, it all worked out. System worked. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but now because there's a writer strike, no, there's oh, no okay. TV oh, okay. show. But he's doing a, a web thing where he interviews or talks with people. And usually he's like smoking some pot or he'll be like drinking some scotch or something uh-huh. with them. And the funniest one is w- with Richard Dreyfus because Richard, they're two very comfortable chairs and yeah. Richard Dreyfus couldn't sit properly in the chair. <laughs> and so it looks like he's being eaten alive by the chair. Okay. And it's hilarious. Just, just are his, honestly. Are his legs too short for the chair? It's amazing. <laughs> You don't. I know whatever you're picturing. Yeah, you're not picturing it enough. Really? Like you've got to literally feel okay. like this is a scene in yeah. Little Shop of Horrors oh. where someone's being eaten by a plant. I think it was more like Quinn being eaten by the by the by the shark. No, no, because that's okay. a good clean thing where it's like just half of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's mess. being like he's being like devoured slowly from the middle, submerging, and, submerging slowly yeah. into the. Okay. I, uh, I, 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 oh man, I got to show you a picture of this at some point. Uh, anyway, he's doing that show. So he, he gets a lot of people, like he gets uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh. was a controversial opinion. Sure. And it's, he's a nut. Or Jordan Peterson was another person he had an- on. And another Jordan, nut. <laughs> and Jordan Peterson explains Trudeau to him and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. explains much, him. He explains right. him. And, and, you yeah. know, the way that he would through explain a filter, him. Through the filter of Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't make his bed enough. It's not the, yeah, boy. Oh, I don't want to get into a, a bed fight with you uh, again. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, he's got a show, and I forget what it's called. It's called like the Rec Room or something like that. Okay, and, and yeah, Bill Maher right now just is is behind the times and is angry and is like, why has the world changed? I haven't changed. <laughs> and the and the secret to that, of course, is well, you can't be a progressive if you don't progress. Yeah, like no, I've stayed the same. Then you're a conservative. <laughs> That's just the origins sure. of the word. Yeah. No, no, but I'm the same as I ever was. Again, you're not getting me. This is the way this goes. Things change. So there's there's Richard Dreyfus being eaten by a chair. <laughs> it got more than that. 
That's about two thirds. That's kind of how I in. sit in a chair, to be honest. Is it? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> no, I just, I just like to kind of be almost prone in a chair. Like, yeah. Now that you're mentioning it, the funny thing would be to like put a shark in there. <laughs> yeah, he's the goodbye guy, <laughs> and we're saying goodbye, and there he goes. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I do like to sit in a chair. <laughs> Quite. Uh... Take, watch watch the clip yeah watch well, the, i'm not saying that i i don't i'm you know i'm not trying to defend him oh the, it's that's indefensible t- it's indefensible no that's just terrible you know you can say all you want about bill maher but richard dreyfus is obviously the criminal there what about bob what about slob which is <laughs> you in that chair that's what i say i can't think of any more richard dreyfus movies close encounters of the worst kind with the ch- chair <laughs> More like. Maybe that's what chairs are like in space with those guys. Okay. You get up there and he goes into the ship. Spoilers. And uh, all the aliens are sitting crazy like <laughs> in the ch- in those chairs, real slack back. And he's like, I guess I got to learn. And he does. I'll slouch down. Yep. Yeah, I love slouching in a chair. Mm-hmm. I really like my, bat, my back flat in the chair. That's what I, that's my, I get a lot of. I do get a lot of guff for it at home. Do you have lawn chairs in the backyard? Because that's how lawn chairs basically work. No, nope. really I just do with the, an armchair in the... Okay. And I stretch way out and then I have my feet up on the couch across from me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, you own a house. Of course you're going to... You, yeah. you should. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. Of course you can do... Well, to a degree. No, no, I can just do whatever I want. Okay. Whatever I want. Sure. I can sit any way I want in my uh-huh. house. Okay. Cool. That's it. I'm not saying anything else. This... Just refer That's to the seating. one thing. Yeah, seating. I can do anything I want. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get that confused with other things because I have no control. Over. I used to lie on the floor with my legs up on a chair. Okay. Like a real weirdo. <laughs> no, that sounds comfortable. I mean, it wasn't actually. like a human being. It was yeah, very yeah. comfortable, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't look like you're a human being. You walk in and see someone doing that. You're just like, you okay? I used to do you know how too. a chair works? Are you fine? What are you doing on the floor? Get out of there. We had the greatest chair when I was a kid. It was very modern. It was a very modern chair. It was tr- it was triangular, but also round, if that makes sense to you. So it was like... Nope, that makes no sense. I know, it's weird, right? Triangular, but round. So Absolutely You have to not. imagine like... So it had a point for like where the back is. So instead of okay. it being rounded, it had a point. It has a point, so it's and unlike then it this kinda, podcast. Then it kind of <laughs> curved from that point to two other points... And then they went down like an arch, up, you know, like a smile. Uh huh. Where and then I just I would just lay in there. Right. When I was a kid, I just absolutely like just <laughs> I just kind of like scrunched up in it and laid in it. And even when I you know I was a six foot tall tall guy, and I would just be like scooched up in this little chair. I just love that chair. So, so my much. question on that is: Did Harry Nielsen base uh, his uh, uh, musical on that? Because it sounds like you know the point. Oh, the point. Where it was just like there was something that wasn't pointy. Yeah, yeah. But yet it, it was faking that it, it was, was pointy. It was, it was pointed both things and at the not pointed. Time. Yeah, yeah. You were the uh, oblio. Because it was a chair, but it, but it had like a, a curved surface in it, so that yeah. you were you were nestled down in it, but it still had these these kind of very you and your arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I wore that chair out. Eventually, it fell off the the wooden legs. That my parents got rid of. Okay, it. so when it wore out. What shape was it when it wore out? It was still the same shape. It was still the same shape. Okay. It just fell off the legs that supported it. Interesting. I was still. I was still would have laid in it just without the feet if that's all necessary. All right. I need to just ask our listeners: uh, Has anyone seen a chair like that in your lives, or did Dave just dream a chair? <laughs> no, this is a real chair, and it was it was orange and yellow. Okay. It was like a like a th- like a kind of multicolored thread that went through you know what i mean like so it was yeah it was both kind of colors at the same time and i don't mean uh like uh i've got a great mother-in-law 
she's been repairing a childhood chair of mine now. Okay. For almost 20 years. <laughs> well. And every so often I'll get an update and it's like, chair's almost done. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and but, yes. but she was repairing it. In her workshop, and yeah. recently a tree fell on the workshop. Oh, and did it damage the chair? This is a very good question. Okay. And was not my question at the moment. Okay. Because when I heard this, yeah. there's two things. One, are you okay? Uh, I don't know if that's as important num- as the chair. Number two, okay. how's your workshop? Yeah. I was like, well, the, the, the tree really crushed it. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then felt like selfish to go, my chair! <laughs> Well, you know, like, first of all, it's bugging her about the chair and like, why is that? Yeah, not yeah. Done? but not, not why is it done. But maybe you just go, oh, this is really terrible. By the way. No. Could I get a little update? Nope, nope it doesn't. <laughs> that's a bad transition. <laughs> Could I? How about, how about yeah. if you went like, if you said, oh, this is really terrible. I was just thinking about my chair. Yeah. Like that. Hey, that oh, would no, be. No, no. Okay. Even worse is this one. Okay. You being a real dick about it is like, uh, oh my gosh. Well, speaking of chairs, I'm like, what? And then she'll think, oh, maybe I'm having a little mental bloop, yeah, you know, yeah. because and, and, you know, yeah, you, yeah. Don't wanna, you don't want to you don't want to look like you're a little oof. I had a little yeah, yeah. bye bye time. Yeah. Uh, so you go, oh, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about chairs. Everyone joins yeah. in on the lie to Lou Talay. And then yeah, you find out about it. So you could also be like, oh, that's terrible. That that might not be very good for any chairs that are in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The nicer way of going about it is to go like. You know, if it hit the chair, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then she would say, oh, it didn't hit the chair. Yeah. Or, I'm also or, giving her an opening, yeah. that chair is total. That chair is we can just put it behind us, <laughs> and you can finally buy that new chair you've been putting off for 20 years, because I'm repairing your chair. Your childhood chair. Right. How is it your childhood chair? Um, it was a chair that was, uh, when I say it's a rocking chair, it okay. didn't have rockers on the bottom. Okay. It was. It sounds ch- like a triangular chair that's on a triangle. Oh, yeah. So we're both liars. <laughs> uh, it was kind of a plush chair. Yeah. Uh, and when you sat on it, you could spin in it. Oh. So, you know, I would get in it and then my sister would either like spin it around real fast until mm. we got sick or I would do the same <laughs> thing with her. But you could also rock backwards and forwards on it as well. Oh, wow. So it was like the chair. It's yeah, the best sure. chair because it great. can make you vomit or, you know, you can relax. Both sure. things are good. Also, if you went far enough with back, you'd fall backwards. And that's hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, it's the best chair. And then, you know, time time go, marches on. Yeah. And then my mother-in-law saw the chair and was like, oh, I'll fix that. And I'm like, okay, I'll get it to you in a couple of days. Well, time <laughs> keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. I'll tell you how long ago it was. Mm. Uh, David Brenner was very popular. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I watched David Brenner sitting in that Merv chair. the Griffin show. Oh, wow. That is a yeah. long time ago. You know what? Before he went and did the Mike Douglas show. Before he did the Dinah Shore show. Mm. And then he went on and was a uh, guest judge on the Gong Show. Then David Brenner was a guest judge on the Gong oh, Show. Probably. I don't oh, you're know. Just I'm taking a guess. I'm going. I'm working my way around the TV dial. I don't think that's correct. But anyway. uh, he went on Celebrity Tattletales. Let's say mm. that. I think he mm. did do that. I had a big crush on the uh, Bert Convy. Bert Convy. <laughs> no, on uh, I can't remember her name now. J.P. Uh, Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Who uh, did? Unrelated to J.P. Morgan. The Millionaire. The Millionaire. <laughs> I guess her name was a parody of that. I think it was, yes. Because yeah. wasn't hers like J-A-Y-E? Yes, that's correct. P. Morgan? Yes. Whereas his was just a strict J. P. Something Morgan. I remember of her was her being on The Muppet Show. She was a host of The Muppet Show. Yeah. And sang, um, I think like 
some song about bird like Tweedledee I think it was Rock and Robin I guess I think it was Rock and Robin or something along those lines well when you go Tweedledee that's pretty much Rock and Robin Mm -hmm. she was dressed as a bird there was a bird there and then afterwards uh, you know uh, uh, Kermit says to her oh that was cute and uh, she goes to him I hate cute that's right yeah and it was like oh it was an interesting thing as a kid to go like, you can hate cute. I didn't think you could hate cute. That's interesting. Yes. And like, she became a very interesting character to me. It was like, she's a person who hates cute. Mm-hmm. Mm, cool. Defiant. I liked it. Yes. Yeah. She, she, um, she parlayed a minor singing career into something that lasted a while. Well, that's what you could do back then was you have some talent. Yeah. You have a song. Yeah. And then you have an interesting personality. And now you can go on and, and do little things for forever. In a way that you can still do in the UK, but I don't think you can do here in, uh, in, Not the, the, same in North way. America. No, you're right. You're right. Um, you can just be like someone who you're like, oh. And then you go on QI and all the yeah. weird little chat shows. And you're just that interesting person who you're, <laughs> it's pleasant to see. That they do so well there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sure mentioned this before, but my dad had a... My dad had a um, what would you call it? A son <laughs> that he was proud of. Yeah. Well, and that son's name it was, was not David. It was not David. Cam. Yes, Cam. He had a demo. He had a demo son. Demo reel of himself <laughs> oh, okay. as a DJ. It'd be funny if you reel. had a demo son just to get the funding just for the real the, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't improve anything. I had all that practice with a demo son. Uh, he's the demo son screwed up too, but only in a demo way. Uh. No, my dad had a demo reel of himself as a DJ. Right. And one of the songs on it was J.P. Morgan singing a song. Did he have the entire song? No, it uh, it, it edited that out. Right, right. So the, just the important like, part was him And here's J.P. Morgan with yeah. Rock and Robin. And it <laughs> played a little bit of the song. It was like Cry Me a River, one of those kind of, like, a more kind of... Like and if a, you want to see more of J.P. Morgan, the yeah. gong show movie is the movie to watch. There's a bit of nudity there. That's right. Now we're taking calls. Here not, we go. I did not know that. I will now be looking that up when I get home tonight. Yep, it's got the deleted scene where oh, when she took took off her bra, she did a little flashing, <laughs> threw it on the stage. I, yeah, I saw that as a kid on TV, but of course you didn't they, see it on TV. They just showed the they just showed the clothes landing in front of sure, the sure, singer because sure. she was she was attempting to, to attract the attention of a handsome person who was singing. Yep, and uh, to some hilarity to the audience and me, even me at home. Right, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and my eight year old self. Not really quite getting it, watching the Popsicle Twins. And like, like I don't know what <laughs> don't this is, them. but you know what? I like a Popsicle. I don't remember the Popsicle Twins, but I did see the uh, the clothes thing. Okay. but Have you seen the Popsicle Twins since? I think so. I think we talked about it many, many years ago on this, this very show. And we That's had, what we had a clip the of basis them. of the show was going to be, just That's us right. talking about <laughs> and then trying to contact and get the Popsicle Twins on the show. <laughs> Where are they now? Where are they now, indeed? And then where are we now doing this nonsense? <laughs> Still. What happened to us? <laughs> who's better off, the Popsicle Twins or us? Yeah. Do you think that's no, the kind of I, thing I, where the Popsicle Company would like give them free Popsicles afterwards? Or they tried to distance themselves from the Popsicle Twins? I would say... <laughs> is it pro-Popsicle or is it anti-Popsicle? It's pro-Popsicle. It's very pro-Popsicle. Like, it is pro-Popsicle. Like if I was Popsicle Pete, and like I realized that's the mascot and not, you know not what? the actual owner. It was the 1970s. I bet you they got some free Popsicles. They got some free Popsicles? Yeah, yeah. But no Fudgicles. 
Well, why would they want those? Yeah, that's a good point. That's not their act. No, fudgesicles, creamsicles. Oh, no, that'd be, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would get them shut down immediately now that I'm thinking about it. Okay, I don't like where any of this has gone. Uh, I apologize for getting... No, uh, I just I just brought up that about my... Because I, I, yes, I knew J.P. Morgan from the Gong Show, and so then I didn't realize she was a, like a, a singer, so then my dad was playing me the demo reel one time. Here, and here I, is what... I was like, oh, she was a singer. Here's what, again, I, I understand... Kind of like Julie London. Well, we could talk about Julie London in a bit. I love I love the Julie London. Uh, but uh, here's what I makes me go gah, gah, uh, is this? <laughs> yeah, like I realize you know we've done jokes about if you want to keep a family secret, put it on your podcast. Yes, no one in your family will ever listen to it. It's true. Understood. Yeah, understood. I probably though to be fair, if my sisters had a podcast, I would at least listen to one or two episodes. I think I think I would. Yeah, just to go. What's this about? And then I'd listen to it. Um, but here's the thing. Your father, uh, he had a dream to be a DJ. Yeah. And then his son and his granddaughter yeah. had a podcast. Yeah. Uh, which you might also call an internet radio show if you're of a certain <laughs> age. And then you would introduce music. Yeah. And then you would talk about music. Yeah. And it was like two people that he loves doing DJing. There, his his spawn, yeah. his family tree has gone <laughs> on and has, yes. is playing music, and not necessarily, yes. not necessarily all the modern music of today, yeah. but like some interesting classic old timey songs, you know, and and then discussing it. At the very least, I understand you would not care what your son does, but if your granddaughter had yeah. a radio thing, yeah. you would listen to it, mm. and yet. Uh, I don't think he's ever had an opinion on uh, on that. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad about it, but it just to me it doesn't make you feel bad. It's, it's so strange. It's, uh, it's it's story of my life, right? So yeah, like wouldn't you think if you okay, mm. whatever is your dream? Yeah. Okay, if you're and I'm sorry, I don't want to. This, say, I, I do. You, I do like that. If your you, child did the thing that is yeah, your yeah. dream, you would you would be interested in it. I would think. Thank you for for thinking that my dad is interested in me. I appreciate that. If not, that okay, listen. Not if case. not you, interested in music <laughs> yeah. and DJing and the kind of thing, it's all like right sure. up his alley. You would think so. And yet, there you go. If your child lives your dream mm. and you have apathy towards that, that is strange to me. Like mm. I could see even being angry about it. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I, I did all this work so yeah. that you can do all this music, and now you're going out, <laughs> and not only are you doing yeah, yeah. this podcast that people are sending you fan mail for mm. but you're also going out and how long have you been performing with that no fun band what are you doing <laughs> harmonizing like a crazy person Long. i'm kevin meany now like a crazy man <laughs> out there good old kevin meany um what do the neighbors think well it's not right you know what what you're saying is interesting actually i, I never really thought about it my dad is dis, is disinterested or or has a neutral opinion of of what I do. I don't think he really understands it. Like it's just, it's so. What is there to understand? Like I know that's an uh, yeah. excuse. Like if it was something like you're publishing mini comics, yeah, you know, or like well, he didn't a, understand that either. You've got a web comic that's on a Patreon that you know people subscribe to, and then you did it, did it, and some is web presence, and some is sending you things out by mail. Okay, I could get. I don't get it. I'm yeah. like, fair enough. It's an internet radio show. We do it every two weeks. Yeah. Here it is. If you don't get it, press this one button. It'll play. 
It'll play like a radio show. It'll sound just like a radio show. It'll be two people you love doing it. Yeah. It'll be music on it. If you don't like the music, you can fast forward. You know how to fast forward. Mm. It's the same way a radio works. You could easily listen to it. It's t- You're two clicks away <laughs> from people you love doing something you love. Yeah. Any interest? No. No, I got to... Do I gotta, what? I know he could. Enlist, what else? He could be listening to it while he plays his endless games of solitaire. Exactly, on the it's a background fucking thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You could listen to it in the car. You could listen to it on the couch. You could well, in the car. The that, that's too complicated. But yeah, he could listen to it on the computer while he's playing solitaire. Okay, fair that's enough. Just, I, I don't want to don't want it to go any farther than that because he doesn't have a cell phone. He has no way of like uh, accessing podcasts outside of the computer. Okay. But a computer is basically you hit one button and it would play. There is a button that is a triangle that if you click, that's not to, I mean, I understand it's confusing knowing the chairs that you had in your house. Yeah. That what a, what a triangle would like, oh, fuck, what do I do with it? There's no curves to it. Uh, like, you know, that'd be weird. But yeah. like, you know, he knew how to, he knew how to work a control deck. Like yeah. He knew how to work a soundboard. Your son and your granddaughter mm. have a radio show. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And how many episodes did you do? Of what? Of the Sneaky Dragon um, listening party. I think we did 75 episodes. Yeah, 75. There's 75 episodes out there of that. I think I eked it out to 75 episodes. Yeah. Ever get mentioned during Christmas dinner or anything? (laughs) What have you been up to? Oh, me and... uh, you know, me and Mary uh, did a radio show together. I doubt I even mentioned it. You know that thing that's your dream? I doubt I even mentioned it. Yeah, okay. Oh, but what about Eve? Is Eve involved? Yeah, she's the announcer at the beginning. And she was on a show. She filled in for Mary once. Fair. But, you know, it starts with one of your granddaughters. It mm. goes to your son and your granddaughter. They're doing music, the thing that you care about. <laughs> uh, here you, you go. And like, that's the amazing thing to me. Like, if I feel like with my dad, yeah. you know, who, like, passed away, uh, you know, more than 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, but if I somehow was involved in wargaming, yeah. you know, uh, somehow... I think we would have connected over that. Yeah. I had no interest in it. <laughs> I'd walk by and just say to him, nerd. I wouldn't wouldn't dare do that. That's a lie. I have no idea how the hexagons worked. Uh, but yeah, I think like he would probably have been interested. Hmm. But it's just, uh, yeah, we never connected on anything. But it just seems like your thing was like so similar to his dream. It's so weird to me that. So weird to me. Hmm. Well, I think it... If you think of this as, you know, the background to that is that my dad had to give up that dream because I came into his life, then you maybe understand why he wouldn't want to be, <laughs> he's not that interested, you know, like, there might have been some resentment. I, I don't know. He never, he never, he was never like, we're never close enough to talk about these things. So. Right. Like my dad and I, we'd never, we would never talk in this way. Would there ever be a thing where you could take the portable uh recording device go to him Mm. and just go uh i do this radio show Uh, i talk about music and what have you and and i pick a theme do you have a theme yeah do you have some music that you like that you'd like to introduce to people and uh, we could talk about that and i'd be down with that we'd do that for about an hour or whatever do you think he'd be like keen on doing that or it's like so far away from when he used to be interested in that kind of thing that he would yeah like I, you went to him with yeah again you've got a portable device that could do that yeah i don't think he'd be too interested in it now he, he might have been interested when he's younger like even and and then you sweeten the pot yeah. oh. and then you say i do this radio show yeah with uh with mary yeah 
Now, he's getting a visit from granddaughter. Yeah. He's getting a visit from son. Yeah. You're talking about a, a subject that he knows about. Sure. He's picking the music. He's mm. he's picking the tunes. Yep. Here we go. And then you can also say to him, we have an audience for this. There's people who, you know, and to be honest, I, I'm sorry, they're all Scottish and Australian, yeah. but <laughs> they're kind of like regular people, right? They count sure. as human beings, Scots people some, and, and, and Aussies, I think. Some people have said that. Some people have said that. Yeah. You know, genetically, they're similar books. enough that you can take organs from them. We know that. <laughs> yes. Sir. I know it's a different situation. Yeah. The food is radically different. There is some crossover. Right. But not, from what un- I've not heard, entirely. From what I've heard, everyone in Scotland is vegan. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. And everyone in Australia just yeah. eats delicious chocolate candy. Yeah. Well, either from what I've had in, uh, hey. arrive in boxes yeah, yeah. Uh, here, you it's know. It's true. But the thing is, like in Scotland... Either you're a vegan or you're eating black pudding. Yes. Like, there's two choices. Wait a second. Is black pudding not vegan? No. Okay. It's, my, then I'm it, very upset. It's, a, it's like a sausage sort of thing. Okay. I assumed it was mud. <laughs> black mud? Yeah. It's just black mud. Uh, okay. The blackest okay. of mud is what they call black pudding. But that's when... I did order vegan black pudding, so it was mud. Yes. What's so funny is, like, if I go over to my mom and dad's house... Okay. My dad will come in, mm-hmm. maybe... And say hello, and then he'll leave. That's literally the visit. It takes about four, four seconds. And the same thing happens with the girls. If they go there, my dad will come in. He'll say something like, well, look who's here. And then he'll like disappear, mm-hmm. and you won't see him again. You might see him when you're leaving. That's when I mostly talk to my dad is when I'm trying to leave. Sure, sure, yeah. I yeah. now have, like, uh, I have a heart out. I got to go. Ooh, that's embarrassing. Lisa. <laughs> out. Out. It out. Uh, I gotta go. Your dad, your dad walks in on you when you got a heart out. <laughs> You're mistaking the the idiom anyway. So oh, you got an idiom? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Can an idiom on your heart out? So see I a um, see a doctor right away. Yeah, like if I have to leave, like if I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Uh, Lisa's gonna be home soon, and I gotta get home. Then my dad will come out. Then he'll be like. Well, how's every little thing and blah blah, and then you'll start talking about this and that, and like basically following me out the door to my car. But other than that, I probably have talked to my dad. I'm not joking. I probably talked to my dad like seriously in my life less than an hour. In your entire life. In my entire life, yeah. I've never ever sat down with my dad and talked. Never. Okay. Now, have you ever considered? He was never approachable in that way. He was a very scary person when I was a kid. Sure. We were terrified of my dad. I had a scary dad too. Yes. When he came home from work, silence fell at the dinner table. Well, we yeah. heard him outside in the in the carport because we were afraid that he was going to discover that we did something wrong. We left our bikes yeah. out or something happened. Yeah. And so we were going to get in trouble when he came in the house. And so then he'd come in and, you know, usually, thank God, he wasn't <laughs> too mad that he'd come in. He would go get changed out of his business attire into his relaxing attire. And then uh, he would have dinner. And then if there was like a sports thing on, he would like sit and listen to like, say, a Lions game. A BC Lions game, like a football game, or listen to the hockey game. This is in the days when sports weren't regularly broadcast on television. Right. And he would just do his work. Like he'd do his, he'd bring work from home and he would just sit, work from, he would take his work home and he would just sit and do that. And he would do that when he watched TV as well. He would just sit there and he would do his work. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't really talk as people, you know. I mean, we we might have sometimes like stupid debates at the table over over ridiculous things because I was, you know, a teenager. Uh, but yeah, like seriously, like this talking, like this was what my life was like, or I used to do this or whatever. 
Yeah, just we didn't really have like a lot of interaction with each other. He's just not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it kind of continues to this day. So if I phone right. my mom, mom and dad's place, and my dad answers, he'll basically say, hello, how are you doing? I'll ask him the same thing. And then he'll go, I suppose you want to talk to your mother. And if I say, no, no, I'll talk to you. He'll go, just one second. He'll <laughs> on the phone to my mom. And then that's the end of the conversation. It's yeah. just really weird. So, yeah, like I do appreciate that you think that I would he would be interested in the podcast and stuff. Hmm. But he's usually pretty quiet. Even when, and the problem for my dad now is that he's, his hearing is gone. Sure. So when you go there, you have to look at him when you're talking, you know, or he has trouble following the conversation. Yeah. And so often that's the reason he'll wander away now is that he's just kind of, he loses track of what everyone's saying if it's a group of people. I guess like my main memory of your dad is him making a speech at your wedding and like kind of breaking into tears, uh, talking about, you know, your health issues that were yeah. you know, before then. He called, me, he called me, he did, that's where he called me a cancer bore right at the wedding. I remember that quite vividly. Was that the origin of cancer bore? <laughs> really the origin of cancer bore. No, he did not. But, oh, okay. But he right. did talk about, he was talking about Lisa and, and he just, I think my parents, I don't know why they thought this about her. They thought like when I got cancer that she was just going to like hit the road. <laughs> They're right. like, oh, I'm sorry to hear you're sick. So long. Whereas the reality is, is like no one stood by me harder than Lisa did when, when I went through that. She was there almost every day. You know, she was going to school, going through teacher, going through her teacher training at that time, going to school, plus working, you know, teaching lessons and stuff to get to pay for school. So she had like this incredibly busy schedule, plus driving all the way into Vancouver right. from Langley, you know, the countryside all the way into the city. To visit me every day and bring me a hamburger from White Spot, uh, you know. So, yeah. But anyway, that was the kind of thing of the speech was he just, you know, how impressed he was with how, you know. And at that time, it was still pretty raw with him, you know. Like, it was yeah. not that long in the past. that. Yeah, I'd... the breaking point was when he started talking about you and said the words, my son. And that, <laughs> you could you could just see that, like, yeah. it just, that was when it hit him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not someone who cries a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's like. Not to, not to, okay. Here's, or it shows any emotion besides anger. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. It's, it's interesting sometimes when you've got someone who does not cry. Yeah. Who finds themselves crying mm-hmm. in public. Yeah. And they don't know how to do it right. And you're like, <laughs> like he's got some tips. Well, yeah. It's like should, the, the way you got, that you, you have that little complaints box thing. You should have. Yeah. I should have given him like, you know, listen, <laughs> you're going to have other sad shit happen to you. And like, here's how you do. Yeah. But yeah, you could tell that you know he was trying to like bull yeah. th- bull through it, and I'm not going to do an unflattering impression. Um, <laughs> but he was—I don't remember that. Vividly. It was a lot of sp- it was a lot of sputtering, yeah, and yeah. it was like okay, fist in front of the in front of the mouth. <laughs> okay, just take a breath. Sure, just take a breath until the words come. Don't keep trying to talk through this because it's like <laughs> someone trying to talk through throwing up. Just let the let the thing happen, yeah. and then when you've got a nice mm. head of steam again and you've you know you've settled down you can do the thing We're, no one's gonna go hurry up no yeah. one's gonna like heckle you when you take a pause yeah but yeah it was like clearly like uh, this this guy didn't cry a lot yeah it's weird like yeah and so it's such an un you know he came from an undemonstrative generation you know like our, i'm sure your dad was the same that our parents didn't like spend a lot of time hugging us or Given us rousing speeches yeah, or my, anything. Yeah, stiff upper lip family was my... <laughs> For uh, sure. My, my grandfather's, you know, uh, catchphrase was, don't be so soft. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm sure my grandma's was too. My grandma that I saw a lot, my grandma, my mom's mom. But my dad, that's the two times in my life that I saw my dad cry was 
um, when we found out I had cancer, which was kind of in the cards, but when it was official, when we got that biopsy and we had all the papers, like they basically gave us all of the information about what I had when we left my first urologist, because we had to take it all into Vancouver for the, for the new urologist. And so basically we could like look through all of the, of, of what we could understand of what, you know, what they found in the biopsy and everything. And my dad was really upset and he did hug me that night and he was crying. And that's like the one time in my life I was like, oh, my dad actually loves me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. that, before that time you could be like, does he love me? I mean, he raised me. And I mean, that does take yeah. some time. To his generation, love is uh, doing all the work and all the stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Providing for your family. Yeah, I mowed the lawn and I yeah. built fences and Sorry, I put a shed there, here. And... Was there a breakfast on the table in the morning? <laughs> I set That's up... your way of saying I love you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I set up a swing set for you, didn't I? Yeah. Just stuff like that. Yeah. And so... You know, but when he actually was crying, and then I, I remember just even thinking that at the time, I was like, oh, I guess, I guess my dad actually li- likes me. So that's, I guess that's good. Yeah. It's good I had to get cancer to get this <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> but, uh, and he just went, he just hugged me and said, oh, you little cancer bore. Maybe that's when it first started. <laughs> Before the wedding, he just knew what was going to happen. Uh, yeah. So, but other than that, yeah, my dad and I. I mean, I'm not just me. All of us, like all, yeah. all, all the whole family. Oh, I didn't expect. Like the other, my brothers didn't but, like get. But the sometimes lion's there share. is that little sneaky way of like getting in there, which is called grandkids. Which, <laughs> which is like hasn't worked. Hasn't since worked. you've since you don't have to be around them constantly, mm. uh, it's a chance to do the good bits and you know just basically yeah. put out the love. <laughs> and it's a second chance. Yeah. You know, to correct some mistakes, perhaps you've made. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, like, because. You know, the granddaughter was involved in it. <laughs> that might be the boo bitty boo. My, okay. my dad is not that interested in the girls. Now, you've never considered doing that thing that a lot of people do, which is um, ask them about stories of their life, you know, as they're like older and whatnot, and trying mm. to kind of get some family history. Yeah. And so. yeah. I mean, I do know. I mean, I've heard my dad and I have told, he's told me stories and things, but, but were they suitable for kids? I don't know. My were dad, there stories of driving home drunk from Blaine? Was that were those suitable stories for kids? Yeah, maybe. Uh, my <laughs> my dad tried doing it with my grandmother, but she was too far gone okay. by that point. Okay, and it was like ah, it's too that's too bad. And the yeah. real drag is like she always used to say, "Oh, I could write a book. Oh, mm. the stories I could tell." And yeah, she's yeah. like, "Oh, mm, it's just you missed them. <laughs> Damn it." But, uh, you know, now we have the portable technology, you know, that uh, could quite easily put it on the table, just add some stories, Mm. you know, and, 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 you know, obviously you start with the good memories. Start well. And then the first question, why did I get named after Dave Adams? I never met him. (laughs) Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Good start. And then and then you work your way as he's starting to get a little bored yeah. towards a subject that pisses him off. And that's what mm-hmm. you do. You're just like, so who is like, you know, a neighbor you didn't like or who is a relative you never got along with or how were things with you and your dad? You know, or something <laughs> like that. And all of a sudden, like the fire kind of catches again. And you, mm-hmm. now that we've loosened up with some nice talk, you get into the truth. Yeah. And yeah, you got some you got some stuff to 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 ha- to have you know uh, in the future when you want to hear their voice and kind of and also usually you'll get something explained to you that you will then go oh shit that's why my life's like this that's why you do 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 it yeah. took me forever to find out like why we were why we always went to vacation like in Hampton Beach and it's because he grew up you know in a very similar environment and okay. it took me till I was an adult going to Blackpool and walking mm. around and just going, this is exactly like Hampton Beach. Okay. Oh, fuck. Of course, that's why we had to travel 300 
fucking miles in a car we're all throwing up and no one's happy and there's no reason for us to be doing that because this is the closest thing to a vacation and yeah. you know your childhood that you can remember makes where's sense Ham- where's hampton beach ha- uh i think new hampshire oh okay i think yeah i was okay. put in the car so i'm not yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. sure yeah huh but it was uh it was one of those you know kind of beachfront things where there's a lot of arcades and there's a lot of like kind of gambling and, yeah but family style gambling and that kind of thing and very vacation-y and same thing with like black. Basically, it's the American version of Blackpool. It's a kind of Atlantic City, but taken way back, yeah. way back, and a lot safer. Hmm. Something my, I think I don't know if I mentioned this show before, but something my dad did when we traveled, which I think was very smart of him, was he would like because we used to drive a long we used to drive a long way from here to go to Soyuz when we were kids. That was a regular vacation place, and the reason we went there is because my dad loves heat like a lizard. My dad just loves absolute burning heat. That's his favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. so so we would go to this very hot place pretty much uh, the desert the desert of canada the Osoyoos. and and what he used to do near the end of the car ride was pretend we were running really low on gas mm-hmm. and that we really had to like you know it was really like touch and go whether we we're going to make it all the way and he would have us like in the back seat like pushing ourselves like <laughs> making the car go but it made the trip go by because you're at the the last leg of this boring trip and of course, we're all irritable. We got up early in the morning. And yeah, we've been sitting three of us crushed together in the back seat. Well, I would say crushed together. We're, we're boys in a yeah. '70s car. So when I say crushed together, I mean we were like a football field away from each other. Yeah, staring, but yelling you were, across. The you distances. were three monkeys in a confined space. Yeah, and of course we had our territory that the other one couldn't yeah. put his hand across. And when they did, there was a much there was much ado about nothing. And my parents were really sick of it. But yeah, my dad had this clever trick where. I and for the longest time, it didn't even occur to me that he was not telling the truth. I, I wouldn't call it lying. I think he was just like playing a game with us just to kind of pass the the final part of the trip. But it was smart because it made us you know, t- intent. We have to get into a Soyuz. We, you know, the, because it's a big hill. So once we get to that hill, we'll just coast right into town. And even if we run out of gas, we can coast right in, you know. And, and often, he, I think he pretended we were like out of gas entirely and we'd just have to coast nice. in. And, and it was a good, it was a good gag and uh, it worked every time. Every time. And it kept, kept the boys' mouth shut for the last half hour of the journey. <laughs> we were so intent on So was there the, a lake there? Or what was, yeah, Lake of Soyuz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Lake of Soyuz, I'm pretty sure. So you did have an escape from the heat. Where the Ogopogo is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I do know. I yeah, remember yeah. The Ogopogo statue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's a pretty hot spot. There is actually a desert there in a Soyuz. Mm. I think it's the only desert in Canada. Well, I do remember that, uh, you know, whenever they're talking about filming stuff in BC, it's like, what do you need? We got a beach. We need mountains. Okay. But you got a desert? Yeah. We got a desert. Here you go. Yeah. That's Over there. Right there. Enjoy your desert. We got it all. <laughs> Big city. There you go. Small town. Yeah. Kind of hick town. Yeah. How about something looks cowboyish? Mm. We got that. All right. What do you want? Yeah. I imagine if I went back there now, it wouldn't be as small as it was because it was pretty small when we were kids. It was basically just nothing and then like this strip of motels okay around the lake and the lake was divided by it had a little islet i don't know what you call it a little i want to say inlet but not an inlet it was like a little strip of land in between was it it a hard out in scotland they call it they call it a nest it was a hard out yes thank you it was a hard out on your sleeve and yeah and so the lake was on both sides so there's there's motels lining it on either side okay all right and so we went to the Sun Beach Motel every year, and then there was another. There was other motels, and my dad and some other people. They formed a volleyball team, and then they 
played against other motels. Oh, nice. They would have, the dads would go to, no women. No women on these teams. No. Volleyball's too sexy. Can't have that. Yeah. And I'll tell you something off air. I don't want to talk about it on air. Cause, okay. Because it's sort of, well, I'll just talk about it on air. Your parents were swingers? No, they weren't swingers. <laughs> but my dad and his friends there, they thought it was hilarious to call it the Sun Beach Fairies. Mm-hmm. As sort of like a a ripos to the the bombers down the way and the so and sos over there and everything, so yeah, it wasn't really politically correct. And of course, time passes and those sort of jokes are not so funny anymore. But at the time, I guess it seemed hilarious that they okay. were that they were the. Uh... We all pictured something much worse when you okay. said. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it just you know it just be sort of embarrassing because we'll do a Soyuz. You'd get together with the guys, and yeah. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> I was like. Mm. It was a ribald name. No, it wasn't. Okay, yeah, no, fine. no, it wasn't. It wasn't that terrible. But yeah, no, no. It just seems sort of bad, poor taste now. But no. uh, at the time, I kind of like it though because it just kind of shows like a lack of of ego. You know, like you're just kind of like, eh. yeah. you know, they're the tigers. They're the there was a bombers. Like I can't remember the other names of other teams, but probably um, the Bessie. You don't if you remember, <laughs> if you remember the names from then. Yeah. Maybe the other names were offensive too. I know. I and mean, you've like put them out of your head for good reason. The other names were just like regular sports team names, you know, right. that you'd find. And of course, it's Canada, so there was two different Rough Riders sure. teams. So yeah, that joke doesn't really work anymore because there, there's only one Rough Riders now. But back then, when there was two Rough Riders, was one one word and one two words, or were they both that's one good, word? That's a good question. I don't know actually. They're pretty much exactly the same. Mm. I don't think there's any difference. There's different cities. I do remember that there was a brand of condoms that was called Rough Riders, and if you like bought them from a like if yeah. you bought condoms from a certain shop, it had Teddy Roosevelt on the on the box. That's right, bully, <laughs> bully for um, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked like a teddy bear. I was like, no, nah, this isn't good. <laughs> but I just remember at the time thinking like, that's a really not good name for a condom. Mm. The Rough Rider. It's like. No. So it's like a textured condom. Sure. But, you know. Ribbed, ribbed for your yeah, comfort. Ribbed, but, okay. And, and yeah. to, you know, listen, we're not the most, you know, <laughs> podcast here. And I don't want to get too into this. Yeah, yeah. But there's a real difference between, you know, if, so, you know, when someone goes like, hey, uh, how was that sex you had? Pretty rough. Like, not, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, how, depends what you like. how would you describe Dave? Well, Dave. He's a bit of a rough rider. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope everything's okay. Yeah. You know, that's not good. Like, ribbed is a different situation. Yeah, ribbed, yeah. there's, you know, okay. There's a little textural situation. Sure. We've changed. There we go. Mix them up a little bit, a little fun. We're yeah. all having a, like, how was it? Rough. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. Not so good. I mean. How was it? Gritty. Depends. I mean, gritty, yeah. This doesn't sound so good. <clears throat> it's like you're on a Real beach. Real pokey. Yeah, we did it at a beach, and it was gritty. But rough, I mean, depends what you like, I guess. If it's mm-hmm. consenting roughness, then that's okay. Oh, remember that movie, Consenting <laughs> Roughness, with Burt Reynolds? <laughs> yes, I do remember that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why would they play it at noon? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, is a, it is a bad name, though, because... Why would you have your condoms associated with two football teams? Yep. I, I, I Speaking of uh, afternoon movies. Okay. I heard something the other day, and I'm trying to confirm it. Okay. Okay. And Through uh, me or just through? Sure, why not? Okay. Or anyone who's out there who anyone understands who's there. Okay. it. I've gone to Wikipedia. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful. But someone was, someone was talk, talking. Come on, Jimmy Wales. Get with it. Right. Someone was talking about um, 
the ending to uh, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton version. Oh my gosh! And I I've think they were s- listing like I've never uh, seen it. So I think it might have been on AV Club, and they were listing all the uh, okay. Tim Burton movies and like ranking them. And they were saying <laughs> how you know people did not care for the ending where you had like ape uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, so there you are. And it was it was similar to uh, a thing that Kevin Smith had done in a comic book, you know, before. Okay. Uh, you know, I was doing a parody of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So so on and so forth. Uh, but they were saying, but the thing is, uh, that actually, you know, whereas the ending of, and I'm going to spoil the ending of the original Planet of the Apes, the yes. Charlton Heston movie. It's okay. It uh, came out in It was Earth all along. Oh, you monsters. You, yeah, yeah. you blew it up. It's fuck a future, you. Fuck it was you. a future Earth. Yes. I'm still very impressed by the Statue of Liberty and how it's uh, doing quite well. It's good for good for it. <laughs> copper. And the people at Copper are pretty copper good. So long, yeah. And then someone goes like, you know, that's the Vegas one. Oh, are we in Vegas? That's fantastic. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought I assumed well, New that's, York. That's scarier because it's on a beach, so the water level's risen so much. Yeah. Then they realize, like, what, this is Coney Island? Yeah, I'm going to get a hot dog. And then like, goes off and gets a hot dog. And like, New York, New York, it's a heck of a town. And then all the apes go, Frankie! And they're so happy. Um, okay, so anyway. Yes. Uh, they the ending Bobby is, sucks. it was Earth all along. No, yeah. but the original ending, apparently, to the book yeah. was uh, they escape, uh, go into space, land, and uh, and what has happened is because of you know time dilation, yeah, apes because di- they were part of a space program, ape space program, yeah, and they uh, because apes could not tell the difference between humans and other humans, yeah, they were basically the monkeys that were being put into the ships and being tested, so they were they were shot off, but because of time dilation, the apes actually made it to planet first, but it wasn't Earth. Oh. It was not Earth. It was just another. It was because they were. Oh, sorry. They were on. Okay, no, sorry about that. They had not been on Earth all along. <laughs> okay. It was a planet of the apes. Like, I see. It was an ape planet. It was an ape planet. Okay. So then they launch into space and land on Earth, but yeah. Yeah. they land on Earth after the apes had landed there and the apes had taken over. So the apes had basically kicked. You know, uh, redesigned everything to be ape-like. Yeah. You know, uh, so they just got there too late. Pretty much, it just meant suits had longer sleeves on them. Right. So we were warned. They were supposed to warn people the apes are coming. Yeah. Too late. Apes are already here. Yeah. You're fucked. And they went screw this and then went back into space. That's how it went. Okay. So the idea would have been, you know, in the uh, Tim Burton version, this was, you know, the apes had like knocked the head off Lincoln and like put the ape head on. Oh. Okay. They didn't just have their own ape lincoln it was just like this was the giant sculpture yeah what should we do build a giant sculpture fuck that just get the head off it yeah put a monkey head on it sure now we're fine or a chimp head or what have you yeah 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 and there you go so that was the but but i can't find any uh closure on the idea here that uh they uh they the the planet was you know uh they weren't on earth for the planet of the apes for for the tim burton version for for the Tim, well for the Tim Burton like or in the novel okay because so, the novel goes they land uh, they see a general and they're like oh we gotta tell this general what's what takes off his helmet it's an ape yeah fuck this shit back in the plant <laughs> in the in the rocket off they go yeah but they're landing on a planet that's got like a um, an Eiffel Tower and other things yeah, so yeah. it is Earth sure but now Earth has got apes on it yeah yeah and I'm not sure what the situation is. so if anyone here knows the book and how that goes uh, let let us know what's what yeah i'm sorry i'm not a i'm not really an ape guy <laughs> all right
Very good. Well, I mentioned this before, but I, you have not watched the movies. There's a re, there's that review of the 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 more modern Planet of the Apes by Lisa yeah. Hanawalt, and in there she says how much her boyfriend, who she's Adam Conover, obviously, yeah. how much he who ruins everything, who ruins everything, but who how how much he loves these films because he loves monkeys. And I'm and I was reading that review of it, and I thought, oh, this explains his haircut. That explains, <laughs> but this explains my feelings to these films, which is kind of cold. Because I'm not really like a monkey guy. I don't really care about monkeys. Okay. I find them kind of... Hey, hey, they're the monkeys. I like the band, the monkeys, but I'm not that keen on monkeys themselves. You don't like monkeys with a Y. You like monkeys with a double E. I like monkeys with a double E. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I don't want... Monkeys don't hold the key to my heart. What if they went to... uh, Okay, what if it was Planet of the Apes, but it was Planet of the Monkeys with a double E? And everything was (laughs) monkeys related. Yeah, well, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I would be really... I'd be down with that film. I would. But to be fair to the Planet of the Apes movies, which yes. we've been through before, yes, you have not seen the later movies. I have not. I've only how, seen... Okay, you have not experienced one movie. the thing, which is it, you're home with the flu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every day they're showing a different Planet of the Apes movie. I remember Channel 12 doing that. KBOS. Right. That so kid, so yeah. there, you see the first one and go, whoa, that's really something. Then you see yeah. the second one and go, Jeez, and then it gets crazy, yeah, and then it just keeps going. Well, I think that's like part that's of the problem. Affect you as a kid, it's like the most amazing soap opera yeah. you've ever seen. Because when you're a kid, it's hard to like systematically watch things, and so KVUS was doing like a complete run through of the of the series. Yeah, and I had seen the first one at some point sure. earlier, and then I just happened to be home one night and I watched one of the films, but I, it was. It, I didn't see even the beginning of it. I just sort of turned, tuned in partway through, mm-hmm. and it was I was it was mind boggling. It was like a bunch of guys wearing like goggles were in a cavern, and there was like a bomb so, or something so, in it. And they worshipped people were worshiping. They were worshiping. That was that was on? the second one. I okay, think. and I couldn't understand what was happening. And I just thought to myself, i um, obviously I just can't you can't just jump in to the show and like yeah. know what's going on. So I like I didn't watch it and I didn't see the rest of them just because I was you know I was a busy guy. I was a, po- <laughs> I was a popular kid, you know. Yeah. People come around my house and say, can Dave come out and play? And I'd be like, yeah, I can come out and play, guys. Don't worry. Right. I can come out and play. And I was like, fuck that. I'm watching Planet of the Apes. <laughs> See, that's the difference between us. Me and Adam Conover. Come... Con- uh, like, <laughs> it's so funny because I was like a TV watcher. I love watching TV, but all my friends were not. And so I would be like, I would settle down. Like sometimes my parents would be gone like because, you know, the my brothers played sports. And so they would be gone, like taking them out for sports. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. House for Davy, and I'd like make a big jug of Kool Aid, and I would have Kool Aid, and I'd have like some crackers or whatever, and I'd go downstairs, I'm gonna watch TV, and then my friend would be like knocking on the window, of our, you know, like our, our, our sliding door, patio door, and he'd be like, come on out, let's go, and blah, blah, blah. Like, ah, oh, crap, so I just put everything away, go out and play, you know, like, so yeah. And my friend was the same way, I'd be like, oh, I have to watch the monkeys. He'd be like, oh, don't watch the monkeys, let's, let's go out and do something. I'd be like, no, no, I got I have to tape the songs. I gotta watch the monkeys, so I would that uh, that I would have to do. But it was so much like yeah. weird pressure to not even like go watch television. And I really liked watching TV, but my friends loved it. So yeah, I just the idea of like being able to watch through like a, a something like that, like Planet of the Apes, just didn't pan out for me as a kid. I think once, and I've never done it since. Yeah, there's again, you're uh, you know, there's still time. There's still time. Uh, it's, and, and it's part of my retirement. The plans. quality of the film, like the film, the stock. You know, it's going to look better and better over time. It's just going to look it's going to be crisper pictures. That's right. You're going to watch 4K it on it. like you know. I don't or, like 4K though. All right, you're going to wait for 8K then. It's fine. I would like 8K even less. Why? It doesn't look real. Well, don't worry about it. Your eyes are going to get bad. <laughs>
This is a nice thing. It's like for mm. uh, for you and me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, we're like, oh, things are getting too crisp and too whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't like it. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. Your eyes are gonna get shitty. Oh, so like, good, our good eyes point. get shitty yeah, yeah. as the picture gets better. Yeah. And it just balances It'll each balance other out. out. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know, sorry about your your dad with his hearing. Yeah. But like, and just imagine that everything in the world is getting louder yeah. as your hearing gets shittier. Okay. But like, it just keeps is balancing this, is this, out. Is that some kind of dig at my dad? Yeah. Yeah, I've had enough of your dad. <laughs> I regret to ask. Okay, long story short, I asked him to do a podcast. Oh my I asked him. I asked him to do a podcast with yeah. some, It's a ripoff of the Sneaky Dragon listening party. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's fine. And That's he's fine. also on Refresh My Memory now. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, his new, new and it's all show. stories about you. And uh, movies oh that uh, he watched you watch. <laughs> and just go, you know what scared Dave? <laughs> I, uh, he was scared of the second Planet of the Apes movie. What? And he went, I'm I was scared. confused by I'm it. I'm scared, Papa. And can I go out and play? And it's like, yes, put down your crackers and Kool-Aid, son. Get out. And yeah. I loved scary movies as a kid, but my mom wouldn't let me watch them. If she came in and I was watching a scary movie, she would turn it off. God damn it. Anyway, um... I was going to say something and I can't remember what it was. All right. So forget it. No, take a deep breath and... Uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, like, on on the TV, like, they have various picture modes yes. on a TV. So they have, like, totally unreal, looks like nothing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes down. And then there's one called, like, Movie Maker, which kind of adds, like, a little bit of, like, shadow and and some little bit of grit to it. But yeah, there should be one that's just, like... Oh, you mean, like, condoms? <laughs> this is Rough Rider. Rough Rider. That's gritty. A, yeah, gritty. <laughs> gritty like a condom. Black and, pudding. <laughs> oh, it's just like dirt. Yeah, is it a condom or is it sandpaper? No one can tell. The no, I just think there should be one that's just like looks like crap. That's what it should be like. Mm-hmm. So it can go back to like what I'm used to. Seventies TV. Yeah, it looks like crap. That's that's perfect. Like I was trying to watch, I was trying to watch that ah- Ahsoka show. Yeah, and I just it every people it didn't look real. Like you could see, like you could see the makeup on the act- actors. Mm. And you're like, like the, you know, people have different color skin, but you can see like, oh, it's, you can see it's like crackling on them. Like no one, no one's color in their face creases and crackles. Like it doesn't, you know, it's just your skin. It's because you have like makeup on it. And that's makeup is, is crease, you know, and so you're just kind of like, oh, this is like too good. It's too good. Everything looks too good. It doesn't look real. And then the acting's not that great. And the story's not that great. And then the, it doesn't, you're just kind of like, oh, well, this is what I'm watching. Guess but you're we'll, still watching. It'll stop at half an hour. I watched two episodes. Okay. And I don't know if I'll. I probably will go back because it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Yeah. Which means I have to watch it. It's a contractual thing I signed a couple years ago. You're gonna have to watch the uh, Scott Pilgrim anime because she's. Oh, is she? Well, yeah. It's all the same cast from oh, the okay. movie. Well, Except guess... they've added things. They've updated things. Mm-hmm. They've you know. Uh, and you're gonna get more backstory on the uh, exes. Okay. Yeah. You know. Fun. Things that over time they've gone, you know, we should have had more of this. Eh, we should have had less of this. Oh, that joke doesn't work anymore. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fixy, fixy, tweaky, tweaky. And then, uh, you know, what can you do with anime that you couldn't do with live action? Hmm. Hopefully it'll uh, uh, draw people to the uh, book and draw people to the movie. That would be nice. And maybe the video game. The video game's fun, too. Yes. she's a, She is a good actress for that show, though, because she's very tall. So she kind of... Can just be like sort of alien to all the other shorties. I also really liked her in um, oh, whatever the uh, as the huntress in that. Birds yes, of she was thing. good in that. Yeah, doing the in stuff in front of the mirror where she's just practicing mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. practicing her cool yeah. saying before killing somebody. <laughs> it's like that's good, huntress. Yeah, I like it. That's fun. Yeah, there's 
lots there was there's lots of to like in that movie and there's lots to not like in that movie but overall i didn't like I it feel the, i feel the same oh you didn't like it i i wouldn't say it uh yeah, i liked it enough but i no i liked it i'm gonna say i liked it i thought the acting was very good i thought everyone like i thought despite like a lot of directorial problems with it i thought the act the actors really kind of understood what the tone should be and really played that played yeah part. they ran it felt like they ran out of money at the end or something they ran yeah, out of something, something. At the end and it just looked like huh well oh, the, okay, that's the ending huh? it's not as i think that the director just wasn't used to directing action sequences and so had a problem visualizing how to make them interesting yeah and because all, all her action sequences that in that movie are too slow and so everything feels like people are waiting for the stunt yeah. not just doing it you know and so it it's kind of maybe it's the cutting too. Maybe the cutting isn't quite as quite as good as it could be. I would, yeah. I, I, I mean, I want to see like again. I did get to see mm. uh, Margot Robbie play more Harley Quinn, so that was yeah, fun. yeah. But yeah. I want to see everybody in that and, yeah. and more stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. There you go. It's uh, it's uh, better than the Flash. <laughs> it's a lot of things. <laughs> I went and saw Blue Beetle. Yeah, I saw, on Sunday. I saw Blue Beetle as well, and it's yeah. fine. It's fine. That's good the, family stuff. Yeah, I, think I enjoyed the I enjoyed all the I enjoyed all the family stuff in. I thought that was fun, and uh, but it's one of those films where you're like in like five years you're gonna be like, did I see Blue Beetle? Someone <laughs> talks about it. You know what I mean? Like someone will mention that to you and be like, oh, did I see that movie? Maybe. What well, I, I think now. you're gonna get for the most part, aside from scenes where like you know the police are storming in on the family and you're like, oh, I get it, I get it, <laughs> um, is like we, you'll remember you'll remember a scene and then go. What movie was that in? Mm, yeah, was yeah. that Iron Man? Mm. Was that like the third Iron Man? <laughs> or was that where did I see no. when I feel someone like... was in it? Was that in Watchmen or was that in this? It was like the giant bug thing, like yeah. big eyes, and it was stomping on people. <laughs> Didn't they say like we don't kill? And then like the guy's just like impaling a guy with a bug's leg, and it's like, wait, that's the hmm. This is something Mary and I were talking about actually, and we were just saying like what like. A, of all those movies, what will you remember from those films? And actually, Iron Man 3 kind of came out pretty well to us. And that there's a lot of memorable things in that in those films mm-hmm. that you'll remember because they're they're striking or they're interesting. Where there's like the people falling from the plane. Yeah, and having to link hands. That's a very good sequence in that film, you know. And there's lots of like good little... You buy the physics of it. Mm-hmm. And like when you're buying the physics... Well, they really did it. Mm. It was not green screen. It was actually performed by yeah. pe- like some people parachuting, like or falling, free falling, and then right. you know. So it actually was done. So you you understand the physics because it's it's actually yeah. physically and it's being a, done. It's a smart thing too because what you do is you don't just have the hero rescuing mindless people, yeah. but like inspiring the people mm-hmm. to save themselves yeah, and yeah. be part of the rescue. And it's like that's smart. That's yeah. a smart thing to do. It's a good scene, and. Yeah, so we're just kind of going through, and I can't remember all the films we were discussing, but yeah, because we were just sort of thinking, like, because we and Mary and I had gone to see Mission Impossible again, as they mentioned last week, we were just kind of comparing that experience with, like, watching a Marvel or watching DC films. And the same thing happened with Blue Beetle. There's a point reach where it's just, like, animated stuff happening, and it's kind of like, okay, it's happening really fast, and a lot of stuff crashing and banging, and you're just kind of like, well, mm." Mm -hmm. like, okay. I'm not really too emotionally invested in this. So I don't know what's going to happen, but oh well. It's kind of... Eh. So yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. And the and the big flaw to me about Blue Beetle, aside from, yeah, they get CGI stuff and you're like, okay, yep. that's fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got no emotional attachment because it's two CGI things fighting each other. Yeah, and there's yeah. no connection to... I don't know, and a philosophy, the characters, yeah, yeah. Uh, their motivations. 
But like the real flaw to me is you got Susan Sarandon and like who cares? Mm-hmm. Like what's her motivation? Well, I yeah. want to have this power because. <laughs> and then they and then they kind of hint. Well, they don't even hint, but they say like you know, uh, I was supposed to take over the company, but yeah. they didn't let me take over the company. Yeah. They gave it to this other person. Yeah, for like, good reason apparently. Well, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> did they give it to the other person because you're a maniac, <laughs> yeah. or was it sexism? They're yeah. never clear. Yeah. Was was your motivation starting with sexism, and I'll show them, yeah. and from there it, gra- it went out of control, mm-hmm. and now you're this, yeah. or what? Like, I mean, that's a real easy. That's a good point. Yeah. They should have had like a scene at least to like somehow draw out what is driving her, not just because it's the usual thing, right? The movie states these things. There's yeah. no there's no sense of action, you know, and that's a big problem with with movies nowadays is this desire to shortcut storytelling by just inserting some sort of exposition that explains something. But that's not convincing. Because no. it doesn't really and answer can, questions, And you can it? even, you can do one of two things. One, you can make the uh, the villain somewhat sympathetic and then they went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. A la Magneto. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, started off, you know, in a concentration camp and they killed his mom. And it's like, okay, sure. you know what? You're you right to kill the Nazi. <laughs> yeah, we... But you're not right to now become <laughs> all the things that the Nazis are. That's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I do think the other thing that they can do is the ending that you like from the ring, which is, oh, the villain is sympathetic. We should we should help the villain, yeah, yeah. and then the villain will turn and change their evil ways. Yeah. It's like you help the villain, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. fucking moron. <laughs> they're evil. Why? Yeah, yeah. Because they're evil. Yeah, they just are. Yeah. Some people are evil, and it's like yeah, and you can have that, and then the villain is yeah. whoa ha 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 ha, and sure. go from there. That's yeah. fine. We too. don't know if they were born evil yeah. or they became evil. Yeah, but why is Lex Luthor evil? Mm, mm. You pick your poison. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. You know. Yeah. Needs to impress dad. Needs to, yeah, you know. What's Brainiac's deal? I I don't know. <laughs> he just, uh, you know, he's resentful or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. He's too smart for his own good. Hence his name, Brainiac. It is. It is weird that like only to me the animated series got Brainiac right. Which I don't was, know who I don't know who Brainiac is. Brainiac is a Superman villain. Okay, who's a robot? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, and uh, and in the you know in the in the comics, is he the one who shrinks the, the yeah? City? He shrinks oh. the city of Kandor. He collects okay. cities. Oh, okay. And then you know, depending on <laughs> what reality, you know, what storyline you're going with, yeah, he'll shrink the cities and then bl- kill the planet. Mm. And now he's a collector, and he's got the only version of this city. There we go. And moving around and like getting the knowledge from the planets. But what they did on um, uh, in the Superman the animated series was he was the main he was basically uh, the internet of the of Krypton yeah and so it knew everything and this is where everyone trusted and got their information from and then uh, Brainiac got bored <laughs> and just went I want to get out of here I yeah. got to get rid of this planet these fuckers are just holding me back <laughs> and so you know he sabotaged the planet and started giving them bad information okay. and Jor-El doing his own research yeah. as we all should with the vaccinations you know what I'm talking about anyway uh, <laughs> Jor-El does his own research yeah. tries Al Goring it saying the planet's going to be destroyed well let's check the internet well no Brainiac says things are fine like yeah but Brainiac doesn't know what he's talking about I'm like hmm. oh well, we'd rather believe Brainiac than you you know it's like okay and so he's sending his son up into space and yeah. brainiac screws up the planet and then you know it blows up and brainiac fucks off and to to find other planets mm. yeah so that's brainiac's origin brainiac was the reason this planet blew up oh that's a good villain origin story sure, sure. and you know brainiac's got a reasonable thing of like i don't want to serve people i want to be my own free 
you know, entity. Yeah. So, you know, I got to get these guys off my back. Hmm. Boom. There it goes. Yeah. And off he goes and collects uh, knowledge by shrinking cities. And then just flying around with them. That's... And then Superman goes, nope. <laughs> All right. All right. So what you're saying is on the animated series, that's how they presented the character then? Yeah, that was part, that was the reason for Krypton blowing up. Mm. And so, you know, uh, Lex Luthor is Superman's main villain, but Brainiac is also, you know, has yeah. a justification. Sure. You know, for why he's uh, bad. Because he blew up his damn planet. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's, does, he, he's, he's not emotional about it, though, so. No, he's not super emotional. He's more emotional than a computer should be. Oh, is he? Be. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> You know, right. but uh, you know he's he's kind of cold and calculating and mm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. All I know about Brainiac is the song Brainiac's Daughter by XTC, not XTC by the Dukes of the Stratosphere. Okay, you're thinking XTC? That's really Super Supergirl. Well, now Brainiac would have been responsible. Okay, now this is where it gets confusing. Dave. <laughs> you might be going, wait a second, sure. isn't Supergirl from Argo City and isn't that part of Krypton? Well, you're right, Dave. But in the animated version yep. because they were going through this period of time mm-hmm. where they went Superman's the only Kryptonian yeah. we can't have any other Kryptonians sure. no other survivors you're, you're okay if I play solitaire while you're telling me this please do okay. uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so what they did was they had a parallel planet uh, that was like I think like Argo it was called mm-hmm. and Supergirl was from that planet so when she landed on Earth in the animated series slash Justice League series uh, she was from another planet that was very similar to uh, Krypton so oh. it had similar powers was it called Krypton she wasn't no but okay. she was not his cousin though they called each other cousins because they were so close I see but in the comic she was his cousin and was from Krypton um but uh not in the animated version because it was that brief weird time when only superman was from krypton he had to be the last son of krypton okay no one else <laughs> did his dog survive her do- his dog didn't survive nope. how about his horse horse didn't survive oh, horse God. wasn't from krypton ever anyway uh the monkey didn't survive okay. beppo the super monkey didn't survive None okay of them survived wow and then over time they all survived because you know what are you going to do? Not have a super dog? What are yeah. you going to have? Not have a super horse? What are sure. you going to not have a super monkey? What are you going to not have a super girl? It's fine. It's all fine. And he wasn't Superboy either in the end. Oh, okay. Nope. That's a different nope. Superman. That's a different uh, situation. Yeah. He, okay. The, he only became Superman when he was Superman. He was never Superboy because you don't want an eight year old boy yeah. with superpowers flying around making life and death decisions saving the world. That's good for a comic book when yeah. a kid's reading it. But as an adult, you go, huh, that's not great. Hmm. Is it weird to you that I liked comics, but I didn't care for superhero comics? Uh, nope. Okay. You didn't like Planet of the Apes either. That's the weirdest <laughs> thing. I like the movie Planet it's of the Apes. It's weird to find uh, a person your age who uh, is male who <laughs> is not, hey, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I'm not into monkeys. Unlike most guys. Hmm. Guys like monkeys. I guess he had two brothers, so you already had real life monkeys I, in the backseat. <laughs> this is true. I had, had to deal with those monkeys. <laughs> that's true and my middle brother I had sisters so you know yeah it's a different not, experience uh, I did not have the same type of monkey shines that is such either. a weird that's such a different experience yeah 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 that's different my sister was violent the one that was two years younger than me yeah but uh, like she'd throw a punch at you just as soon as look at you uh, but uh, yeah it was a different situation <laughs> sure sure she was the one who was good at sports okay that sort of stuff. yeah yeah a real athlete later became a bodybuilder mm. 
So she knew how to like competitive bodybuilding. She knew how like how to differentiate herself from you, but also in a way that was a, was it appealing to your parents that she liked sports? I don't know. Or, my parents were very sporty, so like they, you know, that was that's how my middle brother. That's basically you know like he was. He was always a very po- he was always a popular kid in our family because he played sports and so my my dad coached him and he got taken to games you know whether, they, whether it was soccer or baseball or I guess it was the soccer and baseball that he played. So you're saying he, do you think that he got more affection from your dad than you did? I wouldn't say affection, but more attention. Um, does he have a closer relationship to him now than you do? No. Okay. I don't know. I mean, he lives with them, so maybe yes. Oh, okay. Maybe yes, because his life hasn't really gone too great. Okay. One of the problems with being the favorite son, it makes makes life harder. I think. Mm, yeah. Also, a lot of people live with their parents now. It's true. It's a more. It's a much more common N- thing. Not our generation so much, though. Yeah. And, unless you unless you have some yeah, like unless you got go. a history that. Yeah, I got. I got. I got a list. Oh, really? I got a list that just. I was just okay. going through the list in my head, mm. and I was like, yeah, yeah, quite a few. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I was reading a. It wasn't like a big article, but it was a little blurby thing I was reading. Talking about, are they calling it the caterpillar? No, it can't be caterpillar generation. But anyway, maybe it is caterpillar generation. But they're talking about like this current. Are you thinking about the human centipede? Because, <laughs> because you know what? I really rarely think about that. But thank you for putting that in my head. That's weird. You don't like the human centipede and you don't like Planet of the Apes. I know it's strange sort of belief. Okay. <laughs> don't say I don't I'm like just, Planet I'm of the not Apes. A, I'm just, I'm just not, not a centipede guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a centipede guy. I don't like the video guy. game. I don't I like don't. human centipede the movie. Centipedes are kind of gross, really, if you think about it. You lift up a stone and there's a centipede under it. Yeah. You're not happy it's with that. It's furry and adorable. It's not a worm. Ugh. It's got its shit together. It's got all these legs. Well, you think, wait, okay. I guess there is. So you really don't there's like a millipede. Yeah, movies are a thousand times worse. Yeah, and not as good a video game either. You would think, mm. oh, centipede, there's a new game coming out. What's yeah. it called? Millipede. Yeah. Oh, man, this is going to be great. Meh. Don't care. Not great. Was the sequel to The Human Centipede, The Human Millipede? They just had like a thousand more people? No, it was uh, The Human Butterfly. <laughs> well, it actually was nice. Sounds kind of nice. Yeah. yeah they yeah. got some wings. They float around. Sure. Got pollen. Mm. Nice. Okay, let's get out of that. And now back to condoms. Other names that are unpleasant for condoms. All right, no, please continue. I have no idea what it is. generation. Oh, yeah, they were talking about how, like, uh, because parents are having children so late in life now, like a lot of parents are having children, like, when they're in their, in their 50s. Yeah. These kids are going to be, even if they ever leave home, they're going to have to come back again, like, in their 30s. To look after their mom and dad. Possible, yeah. Because their parents are going to be in That's their... That's usually what ends up happening. In their is, senescence, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, like for my generation, my parents are, you know, now they're heading, they're in their 80s now. And I'm approaching 60. You know, like it's not, it's not like I would have to put my life on hold to look after them. But for someone who's 30, who has to look after parents who are in their 80s, that's a whole, that's a whole different ball of wax to me. Like that would be weird. Be weird to have parents who are that old in the first place. You know, like parents who would not be, you know, not have the energy of, of 20s, 20-somethings or 30-somethings to, you know, run around with kids and play with them and stuff like that, you know. Like you could say, oh, you know, I would have all the time in the world for my kids when I'm 50. You can say that, mm-hmm. but let's just say it's physically different in your sure. 50s than when you're 20s or your early 30s dealing the, with kids. Uh, the, I mean, the positive side of things is you're more mature in a lot of other ways, too. Mm. And you, Maybe. And, you, no, you would be. 
you would have had more life experience. Like sure. you would be I could say you're not it might not necessarily be a positive thing, yeah. but you definitely would be more mature. Yeah. Okay. Because of just age would sure. bring some sort of sure. you know maturity. Uh and yeah, maybe your emotional state is a different thing than, mm. you know, if you have kids when you're in your twenties and you're hot blooded and <laughs> Check it and matters see. more. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, okay, values are different when you're older. You've seen more, you've done more. Yeah. And, you know, things that would like, you know, piss you off, uh, don't piss you off as much. And other things do matter more. Hmm. I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that it would be very difficult to uh, to be a dad now. I might like where I am in my life. I would not want it. Although apparently I will be taking young kids to the Peony on Saturday. Oh, okay. Some of the posse at least wants to take to the Peony, so... I will be testing my limits as a aging father. Well, what do you? Well, yeah, what would you physically be having to do at the P and E? It would be difficult. It's like it seems to me it's a lot of watching things or yeah. getting onto a ride sure. and sitting you, in the ride. You have little kids. You have to be corralling. You're just not going to be walking around. Yeah, you have children that now that you're responsible for that aren't your children. Right. That you don't have much emotional attachment to. Okay. It's sure. A little different, but yeah. uh, and yeah, it just be different. Yeah, you're not taking them up a mountain, though. You're, I'm uh, not taking them up a mountain, no. no, but I'm taking two small children to a big place with a lot of people in it and right. a lot of things that could go wrong. I'm not looking oh. forward to it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, okay. I, in fact, I'm not even looking forward to going to the P&E anymore. Hmm. I've pretty much like kind of I do miss washed not, my hands of the P&E. I miss uh, taking my niece and nephew to the P&E. Sure. You know, it's like, yeah, but it's, you have an emotional attachment to them. That's different. I do have an emotional attachment. It is very, very true. Uh, it was fun watching like things like Super Dogs and like having mm. there's kids yeah, around. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Super Dogs like, with them. Yeah. Though their, uh, Hopefully ver- they'll sit still their version it. of Tetris is bullshit. They got like a game. <laughs> it's video game. I based, told you right? that it, I told you it would have nothing to do with actual video Bullshit. games. Bullshit. Like yeah. the rest, they. I mean, they're sort of trying. Okay. A little bit, and yeah. I could go. Mm. Do they do play a game of Dogger? No, but, but but that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, like you're you're throwing way more effort into it. Than <laughs> I know they that's do. the thing. They don't. They do that all the time. They'll be like, you know, hooray for Hollywood. No, 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 no. Hooray for Hollywood. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, credit where credit's due. Yes, please. Uh, sorry, I apologize. But to and the let maker me say, oh, I'm going to just be real blunt. Yeah, not camp enough anymore. It used well, to miss, be missing the the old guy. It was the really, old MC. It was really, really Charles Nelson Riley level camp. He really brought some purple sequined tuxedo. He to it. brought yeah. some, you know, deal with it. Yeah. Uh, to to the but it was super dogs. Yeah. 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 You know, listen, buddy. An old you, queen telling you, telling well, you introducing dogs. I'm not going to say as much as you are about that. I'm just saying that... I'm not... I'm not a criticism. A I, too, I loved it. It was a little too mainstream for me. Yeah. But then their, their thing was like, you know, a game changed the world. And that game was Tetris. Okay. And then they bring changed the dogs the out world. to do something. Not at all Tetrisy. Oh. Nothing connected with Tetris. Really? Do they I'm play shocked. the Tetris music? As far as I know, they didn't. Um, <laughs> maybe they did, but I was just so. How is this Tetris? Shut up! Watch the dogs. No, but how is it Tetris? Yeah. You all know Tetris. This isn't Tetris. People are going. Shh. No, shut up yourself. This is not Tetris. <laughs> you, you let shut us, up. Let us watch the dogs. Stop crying, all of you kids. Did you see the Wizard of Oz one? What did that have to do with anything? Yeah, they're all Toto. That's fine. They didn't enjoy. They kept calling it the yellow brick road, and it wasn't even a road, nor nor was it even particularly yellow. Mm. It's just a tube. Okay. Well, to be fair, the dog wouldn't be able to see yellow anyway. No, you're in the audience. 
yeah. Yeah, you're the one who's you're the one who's seeing. Maybe the, we're seeing it from the, the dogs. Point we're not, of view. This is not for the dogs' entertainment. The dogs have their own thing to do. They they have the bones to jump up and, and grab and right. eat and when. Yeah. I mean, it's a better theme than last year, which was Dog Day Afternoon, and they just recreated the movie <laughs> and very realistically. Rarata, yeah. yeah. And if you want to know more about prison reform or training a dog, just please see us afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that was a different one. Um, I think you're going to have fun. It's very hard to not have fun at the PNE. Yeah. You really have to make an effort to not enter yourself. I'm just, I'm so looking forward to seeing the prize home. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, there's no prize home. So you're gonna go. It's to, fine. It's fine. Are you gonna go to Langley or wherever it is? You know what I want? I'm gonna go to the BC Enterprise Building. And I'm gonna see the giant map. Mmm. Looking forward to that. Ooh, duh, duh. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to Empire Stadium and I'm gonna watch the Beatles. <laughs> well, at least I'm gonna go to Empire Stadium and, and check it out. Oh, so good. No, well, I'm gonna go say hi to Hunky Bill. Whoa, no. I am. I'm looking forward to going on the corkscrew ride. Anyway, the corkscrew roller coaster. Okay, it's gone. No, yeah, well, I understood. <laughs> I never. They're building I, a new roller coaster there. Okay, that whole area is uh, closed. It's called You're Screwed. Oh, and it's a Vancouver experience. That's right. Rent's going up. Yeah. As you go, as you go up the thing, it's like counting up your the rent as it, as you go up the hill towards the uh, big fall. That reminded me of a thing that I actually oh. wanted to tell you okay. about. Okay. Which was um, if uh, a friend of the show, uh, James Lloyd, yes, uh, just did a, a cartoon. Not such a friend that he didn't uh, snub me when I invited him to the 600th episode. But anyway. Oh, is that right? I didn't invite him. He didn't show up. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably because of me. (laughs) Let's be fair. It's true. I told him next time I saw him, I'd kill him. Oh. Yeah. And I don't remember why. Yeah. But, you know, I wanted to, like, not seem like a liar. Yeah. You're a rough writer. Yeah, I'm a rough writer. But you are. Anyway, let me sing his praises now. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was was an apartment complex on 10th that burnt to the ground recently. And uh, he, uh, James, did um, a piece in uh, both um on facebook and yeah. on instagram did you see this no i did not uh about it and the circumstances uh, surrounding it and just like kind of a good reporter kind of thing on it it's like yeah. a couple of pages long uh basically it's about uh you know how the uh, fire safety things in the building were useless yeah uh this is a landlord who has had three buildings burned to the ground hmm. and uh, the next day apparently or like very shortly afterwards like almost immediately hey it's a real opportunity for people who want to buy this uh, space like it all it couldn't it's like a real dumb yeah like i'm not going to come onto a public thing and say something uh you know listen i'm throwing jigsaw puzzle pieces on the ground yeah. here and if you want to put together this two-piece puzzle <laughs> knock yourself out uh but james presents it in quite a good way i'll uh. send you I don't know how we could put it on our site. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, it's it's very impressive. I could just steal the images, and, I guess. And he breaks it down very, very well. Uh, and again, we're I I used to live in that neighborhood, and the neighborhood had um, occasional uh, convenient fires. Yeah. And then people got very wealthy after those fires mm-hmm. with the buildings that they built. Sure. Uh, and yeah, this it's not uh, this, it's not suspicious at all. Uh, don't even think about even it. Even if it's not, listen. Don't even, even imply. Even if it's not, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the lack of care that went into these buildings 
and the danger that it put these people in, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the and the 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 horror of what they're going through right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's pretty awful, and uh, that sounds like an unpleasant thing to to look up. But James presents it in a very uh, good way, and uh, hmm. the guy is the guy is so talented. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll steal the images off of Facebook. <laughs> okay. I'll post them on the uh, Sneaky Dragon webpage. Okay. I'll also put. Make sure you don't I'll also copyright it. it. I'll copyright it to my name. Good call. Just just so we know, James did it. It'll be copyright 2023. David Dedrick. Yeah. Uh, when you read that, just just so you know. Yeah. Uh, I drew it, and I also did all the research. Yeah. So good, yeah. Good. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. It's it's interesting because I was reading uh, Julie Wirtz as. Uh, uh, book impossible people yes uh, i think i don't know if we talked about that we last mentioned week. it last week but that you were that i was excited that I and i totally it. forgot it was, about it it was wanted... about her um yeah. dealing with alcoholism and but mm-hmm. a lot of it was also just about like new york and and other yeah. things that she was doing and the drawings she did of new york were remarkable and james's stuff reminds me a bit of that yes um uh, but i also got uh, a previous book she did called like ten tenants and something and oh man do i feel like an ass now okay uh, tenements and something. Oh, and that's something. her. That's her drawings of uh, of New York. But New there York, also yeah. are comics in there. Okay. Huh. About New, with New York stories, and mm. I've just started reading that. It's a coffee table book. It's mammoth. Yeah. Uh, and it's just brilliant. It's mm. just such a treat. Yeah. Like it really. I've just been so up on comics lately. Just read. I uh, in front of you we got like Mike Dawson, uh, also a former friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, as you enjoy saying. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I joined his Patreon and so I got a bunch of his mini comics and, uh, gosh damn, so good. So fun getting like comics in the mail, mm. like digest size comics in the mail and just like, no, 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 no. I like his web stuff, but like yeah. there's something about having It's back to the tangible. days of mini comics. Oh, so, no, 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 so no, no, nice. no, 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 yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, again, I'm enjoying so, so many people's comics right now. It, yeah. uh. I don't know if it's a renaissance. I don't know if you know if it's a renaissance when you're in a renaissance, but it feels very renaissance. It's a new ch- it's a new chapter in comics. Okay. I think, you know, and it's probably And that's chapter 11. And it's probably all broke. I mean, for now it's it's going to be the best model. Eventually it's going to be overweighted in some way that not everyone can support everybody and so, you know, first the first first in get the best seats. Okay. But for now, it's a great, it's a great thing. Kind of yeah. like, you know, the graphic novel explosion of the two thousands was great for certain people. You know, certain people really cashed in on that. Other people were a little late to the party yeah. and didn't get to cash in the same way. The same way with independent comics in the in the eighties. Certain people were in in early and you know got the benefit of that, and other people didn't get the benefit. Yeah, this is how it and is. Some people were around for the ride and yeah. uh, were there next to the people whose sure. stuff was good. And- yeah. Then, you know, they did a comic book yeah. about, you know, maybe a guy who broke people's backs and and uh, was angry because he had AIDS. That was a weird comic. That was a weird superhero comic. That was a weird comic. It's a super, I don't even know what you're talking about. It was, I think it was called Shadowhawk. Okay. Yeah. It was one oh, where was it was like image, a hyper-violent com- uh, superhero and like okay. his difference was... He wouldn't kill people yeah. who were criminals, but he'd break their spines to teach them a lesson. <laughs> sure. And then he went home and just went, damn, I hate that I have AIDS. Hmm. I was like, hmm. I, I don't know how you want this all to come come off. <laughs> Where are you going with this? But if I'm remembering correctly, hmm. very shortly afterwards, they killed that character off. And okay. And had another 
Shadowhawk character. I think it was Shadowhawk Two. Okay. And uh, and then he Electric went, Boogaloo. And then he went to breaking more spines. Sure. With a bat. If Don't I go breaking my spine. I won't go breaking your spine. Yeah. Nice. Um, back to breaking backs. Back to breaking backs. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something about Mike Doss. Oh, uh, I. Oh uh, yeah. What's your beef with Mike Doss? Why do you hate with, him so much? He's a great guy. And uh, you used to say he was your rival. That's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said my arrival. Yeah, uh, you did a very mean cartoon about his podcast where we had like the sneaky dragon character uh, devouring. Uh, no the, wrestling. Well, it tore it tore uh, the Ink Panther's head off, and I think like had it on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> severed head of his podcast was on the ground bleeding out. If you're remembering it as wrestling, that's <laughs> I interesting. I don't remember that anymore. Hmm. Well, you drew it. You spent uh, oh that an, that one. You okay. spent hours drawing it. Wouldn't it's interesting hours. that you don't it's remember. Hours, huh, how long did you spend uh, drawing it? I guess I guess hours. Couple yeah. hours. Yeah. A couple oh, hours. so I guess uh, I stand not corrected. <laughs> my mis- my mistake. Uh, I didn't want to like the way you made it sounded like it sounded like I spent you know like an incredible amount of time like painting it. Pa- you know, going through all this. Really, it was yeah. just, you know... like Working the, through those issues you had. Just trying it. to get something done as quickly anyway, as possible. Anyway, what's your beef with uh, Mike Dawson? I really like sleeping. No, I have no beef with him. I was just going to say that it's it's interesting because he's, you know, he's doing, he's done a couple of, like, YA no, uh, graphic novels. Yeah, uh, about, uh, I a basketball player. The, uh, the, the fifth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. And, but he's also, so he's been able to parlay that into, uh, like, a Patreon uh, supported enterprise as well with his with his sort of mini comic right. sideline, which is really great. I think it's a uh, like I've long enjoyed his Twitter Instagram posts where he would. But I mean, you know, he quickly he kind of realized that you're putting this stuff out there, but you're getting nothing from it. There's just no payback for all this labor that you're throwing out mm. for free on Instagram and, and to Twitter. So he. He always smartly saw a way to to monetize it through Patreon and his doing right. That. He talks he talks about his life enough publicly that I don't feel bad talking about it because mm-hmm. it's it's out there. Yeah. Uh, but his wife used to have like a job that supported him drawing comics. Okay. And then that changed, and now he's got a full time job. So he's doing a full time job on top of the oh, comics really? work wow. that he's doing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Things uh, things changed in the okay. last uh, year or so. Okay. Yikes. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew that he was uh, being a uh, you know house husband, looking after the kids, and then drawing when he had time. You know, which was probably much much harder during the pandemic to make work than uh, when they're actually in school. But yeah, well, it's sad to hear that. Uh, anyway, yeah, he does a a deep dive on uh, some aspects of Queen in one of the uh, mm. the the books that well, I he did got do. In the that mail. was one of his graphic novels was Freddie and yeah. Me about and they Freddie talk, Mercury. They talk about that in there and it's mm. talking about the Amazon ad that came out recently where it was a girl who uh, was not happy with her appearance and then gets a Freddie Mercury style jacket and some things occur. And so he starts he talks about that and the music in it and I thought, you know who's going to like this? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a this Queen is fan. Up Dave's alley. I am a Queen Queen fan. So yes. Yeah. Thanks. You're very mostly very the welcome. album "Sheer Heart Attack." Everyone, that is their best album. Okay, why is that? I just think it has the best stuff on it. It's not. That's my follow-up question. That's the important thing to do as an interviewer. I think is I like questions. I think I like the rock queen more than I enjoy the pop queen. Okay. Of the later, the latter. Oh half. well, you're going to enjoy uh, the discussion that's in here because mm. it's a little bit about yeah. the changes Queen went through. Yeah, like Radio Gaga, and is okay, but it's not. I don't think it's as good as like. Kill, you know, is it Queen Killer? Whatever. Killer Queen? Killer Queen. Yeah, I always think. Killer Queen. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brighton 
Brighton Rock and songs like that on, on Sheer Heart Attack, as well as the song Sheer Heart Attack. That's a good album. I, the second album is a little too soupy for me. Like it's very like it has so many guitar overdubs that eventually it just sounds like it just sounds like they're kind of walking through a swamp or something. But um, yeah, I really like the third one. I am curious what you're going to think of this comic then. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, Mike I'm Dawson, check uh, check him out on Instagram as well, as well as James Lloyd. Those are our recommendations, and of course uh, Julia Wirtz, who is I don't think on Instagram, but uh, definitely check out yeah, her she's, work as well. She's interesting because like. A lot of these people are, are were web comic, web, web cartoonists. So I discovered them in the two thousands, and yeah, like she's interesting because she published a couple of her fart party collections, and then she kind of had like a nervous breakdown, and she stopped drawing a lot, and she started becoming like an urban explorer, mm-hmm. and that was kind of around two thousand eight, so into the into the early two thousand into the early like so the late noughties into the early part of the teens, where she. Uh, because of the uh, the mortgage crisis, because of the big, you know, the big uh, fallout from the banking crisis in two thousand eight, there was really no property development happening. So there was all these all these properties that were kind of stuck, um, and nothing was happening with them. So they became like places where these urban explorers would go in. So uh, mm. asylums or ho- old hospitals or old old amusement parks and things like that that were shut down. They would these were became places they would go to. And she had, um, she started a web, like a blog about her exploration. I can't remember what it's called now. It had a weird name. It had like a, a sort of like, I think she kind of gave it like a weird name so that people wouldn't know it was about urban exploring and so mm-hmm. she wouldn't get in trouble for all the trespassing she was doing. But you could go there and, and, and follow her, her, her exploits. And it was kind of interesting, but it did feel like it was kind of like a midlife crisis. Was this moment. Museum of Mistakes? No, Museum of Mistakes was her actual okay. pre that. Like when, that's where Fart Party appeared right. on Museum of Mistakes. And then I don't know if it mentioned the name of it. But yeah, if you went to Museum of Mistakes, you might find a link. If it was still, if it's still up, I don't, I don't know if she took it all and, down. And again, she was a, um, a member of the Pizza Island group. For yeah, uh, that last, but that was such a short time that that lasted. But it was such an interesting, such thing. an interesting group. Like yeah. that's uh, you know uh, Lisa Hanawalt, who we mentioned yep. earlier. You might yep. know creator of uh, BoJack Horseman and uh, Tuka Tuka and Birdie. Tuka yep. and Birdie. Yep. Also Kate Beaton. Kate Beaton was part of the group. Yep. Uh, creator of uh, Octopus Pie, Meredith uh, Grand. Yep. And uh, there's others who I, I Sarah Sarah Glidden, I think was part of Sarah it. Sarah Glidden was there. She's and a, uh, I'm going to try and say her name right. Uh, Domatil Collar uh, Day, who's a French cartoonist. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And man, just just powerhouses. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting group. Yes, yeah, it was interesting. I would have a studio like they did. You know, it's kind of yeah. They have a scene in um, Impossible People where uh, Julie Wirtz is like they're surrounded by all the other cartoonists yeah. all working in the room and just going, "Jeez." <laughs> they all be working on then it's amazing and then there's yeah. uh, there is reference to her urban exploring and some scenes mm. of it in there yeah but she does say that she's saving these for a separate book okay it's just going to be on urban exploring. oh cool oh, looking so, forward to that and that's going to lead to a lot of people uh, breaking into places and <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be less possible because a lot of the places that were holdovers from the the 40s and 50s are, have all been torn down and redeveloped now so mm. it's uh Yes, you missed your chance, urban explorers. I mean, I, I, maybe there'll be new places to urban explore, like because bizarrely in the United States, malls are failing. Mm-hmm. Unlike in Canada, where malls are like we love them, 
we want to go to malls. That's socialism for you. <laughs> I don't have a socialism. I think it's just our climate's different. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of like going into a place where it's not raining on your head is very appealing. Yeah. So. If you're in Edmonton, you go to a mall or die. What's your choice? <laughs> or Calgary, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where there's a lot of underground passage and stuff, which makes less sense in Vancouver where it's just rain. We're only avoiding rain. It's not that cold here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned this a while ago. Weirdly, the mall in Langley is gangbusters, going gangbusters. I don't, I just, I don't understand it. It's yeah. just weird to me. I guess we, still, we have a big enough population of teenage girls that it still can support the mall in Langley. Yeah, there's something just appealing about going to the... You don't have to buy anything. Just be there. Yeah. Hang around. This place is just... I, there's no reason to go there if you're not buying something, but okay. There's no reason to go there? To me, I just... I'm not a shopper. You never would go to the mall, like, just to hang out? No, I'm not a shopper. I'm a buyer. No, you don't shop. You uh, just just go. Oh. You're just there. Okay. It's a location. Okay. It's like going to a... You know, what are you going to do in Stanley Park? Mm. I don't know. Wander around. Talk to people. Hang out. See yeah. things. Like, what are you going to do in the mall? Same thing in Stanley Park. No, Same deal. Would Look ever, at things. No, I never would do There's that. There's funny people. They're walking around. Look at those people. That's fun. Check them out. Hey, why don't you go to the bookstore and uh, just look at a book? You can look at it. Well, that's nice. All right. Going to plan to buy a book later? Maybe. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Uh, let's just look. Let's make fun of stuff. Oh, let's look. Let's hang out. Hmm. You know, and you'll probably get a drink or something at the uh, Orange Julius. Yeah. Yeah, no, I never did that. I would go to Vancouver on a Saturday morning, but that was just to buy records. I go into Vancouver on an every day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the land of letters, if uh, land that's of all right. Letters. Uh, last week, we uh, asked our uh, lovely uh, listeners, uh, do you think people can change? That was a big question. Mm. Look at us. Look at us uh, So when you So when you ask that question, yeah. how are you thinking? Like change your personality or change, fundamentally change who you are? Okay, I'd like to know a difference. No, I shouldn't say that. Change habits or change fundamentally who you are? Uh, again, uh, well, I think one would change the other. Okay. Like, I think if you, uh, uh, if your habit was to not be social and then you t- change that yeah. to be more social, uh, or do more charity work or do more this or do more that, then, uh, you probably would change your person. I don't think you, listen, I think my feeling on that is yeah. regardless, you're going to change. I mean, if you're, you're going to change gradually, but I think you're you're a different person now yeah. than you were 20 years ago, uh, and so uh, you're going to change in some way or the other, uh, and so uh, that's my kind of problem yeah. with the question. It's I feel, like, but I can you feel, change dramatically in a shorter yeah. period of time? I feel like you can quit smoking, but you pro- you won't be able to quit the addictive personality that makes you kind of do things that you know become addicted to things so you'll right. you'll replace smoking with a different sort of so if, yeah if you're if you're an alcoholic that stops drinking yeah are you a different person now probably because you're living a different life your actions are going to be different but i don't think your social your social situation is going to be yeah. different but you're still repercussions you're going to have to you're deal still with an addict different. though you could stop drinking but you're still an addict according to some uh yeah. according to some groups yeah. that's what they say you'll still you'll still like You'll replace it. You'll find something else that you that you'll kind of immerse yourself in. But because uh, that's the way your personality—that's what you like as a personality. You know, like I wouldn't as a kid. I w- was scared of the idea of drinking because I recognized that I'm, I'm an obsessive person, mm-hmm. and so I would, you know, if I was like doing something like that, I would just obsessively do it. I've heard. I've heard that. I just. I don't know. Like uh, there's a there's an argument someone made once about oh, you're an addictive personality, huh? Yeah. So what's that mean? Well, there's something that I like. I, it's very hard for me to quit it. Mm. Ah, like a person? 
Like, you know, uh, like I like sugar. Okay. And so it's hard for me to quit sugar. Yeah, biologically, that's hard to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I got an addictive personality. Also, sugar is hard to quit. What were you doing? Are you smoking cigarettes? Yeah. You know yeah. it's designed to be addictive, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got addictive personality. Or the thing you were on yeah. is an addictive thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I must be addictive. I really like heroin and I want more heroin. Yeah. Heroin's incredibly addictive. Yeah. You're just a person. You know, it's and you can think of it that way uh, if that helps you to stop it. And I don't want to, like, stop anyone's journey. Yeah. Uh, but Sounds like you do. But I, but I shrug my shoulders and go maybe and there's there's certain things that i'm hooked on that i'm trying to get off of and there's yeah. other things that i thought i'd be hooked on forever that i have been able to get off of mm. and i could i could throw it all to you know this is my personality and this is what i'm trying to stop and this is the reason for it or, or just a, maybe a person maybe that's a person when you start getting into discussing it it's very rare that someone doesn't have a parallel story about something that yeah. you know some hole in them that they're trying to fill and, you know, when I hear someone talking about their alcoholism, it's like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. It was one of the reasons I wanted to read Julie Wurtz's book. Yeah. It was like, oh, how'd you get around this? What'd you mm. do? Mm. And and the nice thing that I liked about it was you saw how many times she failed mm. before she got to this. And may, and then she fails again. Like later on, you're like, oh, oh, here we go. Sure. And if you're, t- if you're doing this as a movie, that's like a big thing. And it's like, no, <laughs> sometimes you slip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, it's a, yeah, it's a bigger question. But let's see what uh, listeners uh, thought. Let's see what listeners thought. Our friend Louise says, I don't think people's basic personalities can change, but they can learn to change their behavior. Uh, In the interest of gender balance, Dave might want to check... Oh, because this was you talking about liking uh, lesbian romances. I sure do. Okay, there we go. Uh, In the interest of gender balance, Dave might want to check out the new gay male rom-com Red, White, and Royal Blue. Mm -hmm. Directed and co... I'm surprised you haven't seen that already. Uh, directed and co-adapted by screenwriter Matthew Lopez, it has snappy dialogue and is savvy about the current state of American politics and the questionable relevancy of the British royal family in the 21st century. The only thing that took me out of it was Taylor uh, Zakar Perez as the American uh, president's son who falls for a prince. He looks a lot like a young Justin Trudeau who, as a son of a Canadian prime minister, probably did his own share of hobnobbing with aristocrats. And I agree that X is not a good name for social a social media app. Whenever I see X in the corner of uh, what was formerly known as uh, Tweet, my first instinct is to click on it to close it. So, <laughs> so anti-X. Let me just talk about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Because Please do. I have watched that movie. Ah, there we go. So it does all make sense. Now. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bring it up because I don't bring up everything I I watch. But um, I did did enjoy it. It's fun, and I dis- I don't really see the maybe I can kind of see the Justin Trudeau thing. But I think he actually looks more like Cary Grant. Not as strong a, ch- a mm. chin, but that person has a real look in his eyes. He has a real Cary Grant look to his, okay. to, his to his upper part of his. But anyway, uh, it's 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 a fun movie. It's fun, but it's very much a gay lifetime slash hallmark movie what i like about it's on netflix right it's on netflix okay. yeah you know what i like about what i like or would enjoy about the movies that i've talked about that are the lesbian rom-coms and whatnot or lesbian romantic movies is that the ones that i really love are written and directed and often starring the same person like they it's a personal project it represents okay. their own kind of unique vision and so the stories are often very strange or, and not strange in a bad way, but just they're personal, they're individual, they're individual to that 
director. Mm -hmm. They have a particular kind of story that they want to tell and they tell it in different ways over and over again or, you know, or they, you know, have their own kind of personal way of doing films. And there's, I could, I don't know all their names, but there are some, some directors in this, in that genre that have made more than one film and they all kind of reflect, you know, how they, what they like about romantic movies or whatever. And the problem with the ones that, like the gay ones is that quite often they are not, they're very, very romantic films. They're quite often something different than that. Like what I enjoy about those movies is the romantic story. I love romantic stories, for one thing. I love rom-coms and I love this romance. But I also love the personal realization element of it as well. So you have this combination of, you know, meeting someone and falling in love, but also quite often the combination of discovering who you are and meeting someone and falling in love, which okay. I, that's to me is really great. And I really enjoy those, that element of those stories. And so like this film, Red, White and Royal Blue, uh, it does have a little bit of that in it. Like the American president's son is not, doesn't think of himself as gay when he starts this romance, romance with the, with the, the Royal Prince. Uh, and so that has, it does have a little bit of, of self-discovery to it. So I did, I did really enjoy that part to it, but Overall, the movie has more of that. It's more polished and has more of that feeling of, you know, the kind of lifetime things. And there's sort of a, a kind of like a, a, an appealing to me chasteness to it as, as well. They don't want to really get too rowdy uh, with these characters, you know. So because if if you know as I do and I because of the movies I've watched so many of them, I now realize that like all lesbian sex involves two women on a bed with sports bras on. Mm hmm. That's 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 lesbian yeah. sex, and so, and this movie has sports a sports bras sponsor <laughs> lesbians. Apparently, that's how they make their money. Uh, yeah, okay. And so, and this film has I've that kind of. I've known that since the eighties. Oh, okay. Well, I did, you know, this is me. I learned watching. Well, we went to different colleges. We did. We did go to different colleges. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it. It's fun, but it's just it's fun in that kind of lifetime movie way. You know, and it's obviously like kind of a parody of, of yeah. those films as well, because how many of those movies are about a woman meeting a prince and then for some, you know, she's a chambermaid or she's a PR person or whatever. And somehow through whatever they become together and then they overcome the, the indignation of other royal family members to to become a couple. And it's it plays on those tropes as well. And it, so it is quite fun. And I would recommend it to people who enjoy romantic movies. All right. So for people who like that kind of thing, this is the kind of thing you might like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, but at least it doesn't enjoy those sort of movies at all. Like she's not a romantic movie fan at all. No, she just likes Planet of the Apes films. But it was funny because we were watching that movie when we were watching that film. And, and uh, there's a certain point in the film where two gentlemen are kissing each other. And she, yeah. and she literally went, whoa. <laughs> she goes, oh, I didn't see that coming at all. And I was like, you didn't see it coming? All right. Well, yeah. I guess you were too busy playing Boggle. And I thought that guy was a bit of a rough rider. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Edward Draganski writes, Happy September, Sneakers. Well, it's not there yet. Not quite there. But it's almost I here. I guess, well, us. when the show when the show When the posts, show posts. It will be. But September. we live in the past. We do live in the past. Uh, may the hellish, uh, ha happy uh, September, Sneakers. May the hellish blast furnace fumes of August be behind <laughs> us with cooler temperatures on the way. You know what? I think that prediction is going to come to pass. Well, we are kind of experiencing it right now and here in Vancouver. Yeah, but I can only see out the side window, so I don't know what it's like in the back of the house. It might <laughs> be a completely is it a roaring, different... Is it a, a burning inferno back there as well? They have high divers at the PE. You mm. may enjoy that. 
it's a pretty good show. Uh, and we went there on a day when there was lightning. So made oh. it for extra excitement. Yeah, it was it was not lightning at the time mm. we were there, but it had been lightning like about an hour before. Okay, so wow. scary. Exciting. Scary. Yeah, and That's... high divers. I had not seen that before, so I was like, ah, this is new. This is interesting. The other the other night, I came home and I was I uh, was washing my face. And Good for you. Washing my hands. Yeah, I yeah. I don't like a greasy face, and I have greasy skin. And so I was washing my hands and face, and I heard Lisa like charging around upstairs like running up and down the hallway and i could like hear this like thump 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 and i was just like what the heck's going on upstairs yeah. so i like you know dried my face and hands and i went upstairs and i was like what's going on she goes what i said why were you running around she goes it was there was thunder i went oh I thought you were... it sounded like with the running water and stuff it sounded like someone was p- pounding around upstairs <laughs> but it was thunder i i accused her of the wrong thing i shouldn't have i shouldn't have grabbed her by the collar and no got mad at her because your wife is a god <laughs> uh, can I just say one more thing? No, please. It's your podcast. It is in a way. Um, I I watch this father and son. They're like construction. They they build stuff or like do okay. renovations. But they're, right now they're building a house in Texas. And so I can watching that show. I can testify that it is correct. It's it's hellishly hot in, in Texas. Like crazily hot. Like it's crazy how hot it is there. Anyway, go on with your reading. All right. Uh, Louise hit it on the head uh, before me, uh, before me, and I had my brother in mind when you asked this question. My brother uh, went to prison years ago, and it was enough of a deterrent to, to change his behavior, especially the kind that landed him there. He is rehabilitated, and the system worked, at least for him, and he's the better because of it. This doesn't work for everyone. In my brother's case, in my brother's case, he wanted to change his behavior because prison scared the living shit out of him. <laughs> Aside from all this. He's still the same guy I grew up with. His personality didn't change, and I still love him despite his faults and missteps in life. All of us desperately wanted my brother's behavior to change when he was released. We were praying for him in the hopes that he wouldn't repeat and return, and that was almost 17 years ago. And most of those worries are far behind us. My brother is still the same guy, minus the bad behavior he needed to leave behind. I I, I think you guys know the obvious stuff I collect. Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel and DC collectibles, comics and film scores. All the stuff that costs money and drives Susan crazy. (laughs) Have I ever mentioned my style guide collection? Well, you have mentioned that you have some style guides, but I didn't, we didn't know that you collected it, Ed. Well, let me explain right now what he he has to say. All right. I'm I'm now back to being Edward. Okay. Uh, Oh, look at me. I'm Edward. Dave, that's a mean impression. Yeah, that was really why'd, you, why'd you say that, know, why Dave? Why did I do that? Such anyway, a meanie. I'm sorry. Style Ed. guides Ed, are, are the various... Ed, let uh, me apologize for my behavior there. That was unforgivable, but I hope okay. you'll forgive me. I'm not really apologizing. I'm <laughs> Dave. Man, I, okay, you know what? It was, it was, it was terrible the first time. The second time, I really... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it's, too bad. I hope... I hope once again, I had to apologize can, in the uh, Washington Post this week, and I think maybe I should give you the style guide for apologies. Yeah, maybe that you I should. Got. Of course, the original one that I got sounded like I killed my wife. Um, uh, I had to like really take it down a notch. That <laughs> you, what you wrote? Uh, well, yeah. At first, I got a style guide oh. uh, that was like uh, from 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 their lawyers going like, "Here's a sample apology." And I was like, oh, okay. And then I really, I had to trim it uh, quite a bit. But okay, my, well, let apology, me just say, yeah. I, I'm sorry if you were offended, Ed. Oh, and there's nothing more sincere than that. Um, <laughs> style guides are visual Bibles 
studios send to agencies uh, with everything they need to design and create advertising and promotion. They contain logos, character art, key art, backgrounds, textures, and icons. For example, hmm? the very first guide I ever received and the one that put me on the path to collecting was the one for the very first X-Men film uh, back in 1999. The same year, Space 1999. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Pepper was When we had a moon base on the moon. Yeah, remember the moon base? Yeah, I remember that. I remember we got hit by a giant meteorite that broke it up and sent part of it spinning off into space. Yeah, yeah, we got... Uh, we never saw those people again. Yeah, yeah, we got the day off work. <laughs> so, that's, well, we, I got the day off work, yeah, that's right. You didn't get the day off work? Well, you worked on the moon base. I was... <laughs> that's right. Well, I did get the day off work then. You're right, I did. I, I didn't yeah. get much work done Some that day. Some people said you did it, but I, I didn't believe it. Once again, I did issue that apology at the time, and I said... I said, to, if anyone on the moon base who's been thrown off into space is offended by what I did, I, I apologize. Yeah. You were the first person to do that. I was of, very uh, sincere. Apology, so that was what do you mean? What, what was that, sorry? Anyway, Dr. Pepper was doing tie-ins yeah. with 20th Century Fox, and they sent all the X-Men digital files on CDs. Uh, with these files, we were able to create accurate and approved art for packaging and promotion from the studio instead of making it up ourselves. <laughs> Since 1999, I've received more style guides from studios for whatever film promotions we were designing. The Dark Knight, Spider-Man, Planet of the Apes. Hey, that's well, uh, what we were talking about. Was it earlier. the new Planet of the Apes? Of course it was. What, are you sure it wasn't the Charlton of Heston one? Of course it was. Do you think they How had, old do you think Edward is? Do you think they had a style guide for the original Planet of the Apes? Uh, a lot of style. Sexy style. Charlton Heston oh. style. Nice. <laughs> uh, Superman Returns, Indiana Jones, The Simpsons, and The Wizard of Oz, just to name a few. He did. All right, did name a few. All right. <laughs> We're done. Anyway, Warner Brothers used to send the guides in a nicely printed binder with the discs in the back. Fox sent their files through a secure portal, and Disney's came on an encrypted hard drive huh. that you had to kiss to open. Oh. <laughs> do, 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 Once the promotion is finished, these uh, guides are fair game. Most agencies either throw them up on their high shelf uh, back in the studio or in the trash. And that's where I collect them. Uh, I've even <laughs> bought them off eBay simply because so many people really don't know what, they, what they're for. Yeah. Uh, and to designers like me who like this stuff, they are gold. Mm. I found many of them inside of open directories and FTP sites online too. Just taking up room uh, for years with their uh, usefulness. Uh, use is it usefulness? Usefulness. Uh, I currently have over 350 of them from all sorts of studios and licensors, wow. and uh, always have room for more. <laughs> I may even have a sneaky dragon style guide somewhere around here. Mm. Bless you guys and all my fellow sneakers listening. Until we meet again, Skeletor runs off. <laughs> Until we meet again. <laughs> yes, I love the I love the voice of the villain, and he's uh, so such a scary voice. Well, he man. Aren't I terrifying with his voice? <laughs> I do all this without lips. <laughs> I guess that's and I'm the pretty buff for a skeleton. I guess that's for the pretty good. It's really hard to get muscles when you're a skeleton. But check this shit out. <laughs> you're juicing, Skeletor. Ooh. No, you're juicing. <laughs> Shut up, you. We do have a new, no style guide. I have a friend actually who found uh, at a thrift store the old uh, CBC style guide for the exploding sea. Oh, nice. It was like. It's a thick binder and it has all those variations of it and all like the color versions, the black, like a yeah. black and white version and all these different uh, iterations of, of that. 
Could that be my favorite logo? Yes, I think it could. It's a great logo. I mean, obviously, it's a nostalgic logo for yeah. us, but it is a it is a great logo. Yeah. Like it is. I don't think they bettered it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. They've you changed it. Ideal Canada. <laughs> but it's the one that you want to uh, have on a shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's Work Warehouse used to have a shirt in their store with that logo on it, and I was like, oh, that's... That was fantastic. And then I was like, I'm going to buy this shirt. It was $30. And I was like, I'm not going to buy this shirt. Nope. I'll get it when it's on sale, but I've never seen it since then. And you're like, my tax dollars paid for this logo. (laughs) I deserve a free shirt. (laughs) To be honest with you, my tax dollars didn't pay for that shirt because I was a little kid then. Okay. You know what? I don't think I I paid taxes on my flyer route when I was in grade four. Mm. Hope they don't come after me. Got a nickel, a nickel a flyer, everyone. Here's a question I have. Sure. Sort of based on the can you change thing. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest change to you? And not like, oh, my poor aching back. But like (laughs) the biggest change to you uh, from when you were, say, in your 20s. And that's only if you're no longer in your 20s. You can go like younger than that if you want. But like what's what's the biggest change that you have had? In your life. Like like having kids kind of change you mean? or Well, if, if that then... A change to your personality. So oh, now that okay. you've had oh, kids, I see. you're so more. You're narrowing it. You're narrowing yeah, I've been tr- I've been okay. trying myself to be more empathetic. So okay. that would be something that I feel like I am definitely more empathetic than yeah. I was, say, 25 years ago. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh, and so like yeah, what's what's the biggest change there's been to you? Mm. You know, in that in that amount of time. So yeah, that'd be a thing. Okay. I guess I'm supposed to have a question as well. Necessar- oh yeah, well you could. Maybe in that amount of time you'd have come up with a question. <laughs> I was listening to you. You've had twenty five years. I ha- I did have all that time, and I and I what was I thinking of? My question is going to be what ah uh, what what's with dads? <laughs> what popular or even unpopular cultural? I shouldn't say unpopular, but what what cultural <laughs> trend? We're having trouble with these questions. What, this <laughs> what cultural trend? Uh, like big popular trend that you, you couldn't get behind. All right. There you go. There you go. Does that make sense? What big popular cultural trend that happened in your lifetime could you not get behind? Okay. So uh, voting for women. Women yep. getting the vote. I still still can't get yep. over it. That didn't happen in our lifetime. That was well before us. They made that crazy decision. Mm. Gave women emancipation. Recognize them as people. Weird. So anyway. Yeah. Please don't take anything out of context of this show. <laughs> uh, but if you'd like to write to us, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. So I don't want to have to write another apology. We're at sneakyd at sneaky... I do have one ready. We're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Yeah. Or you can reach us on X. We're on X. Go to X. X is where all the fun is going down. Go to it's, at it's sneaky underscore right. dragon if you're having some fun on X. X. X marks the spot. It's no longer Twitter. It's a spot for fun. By the way, comedy's back. That's what someone who owns X said once upon a time. X. Was, was he carrying a sink when he said this? Could have been. Mm. X, 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 X. Or go to Facebook. We don't care. But if you go to, <laughs> if you go to Facebook. Yeah. And uh, you're trying to look for Canadian news about Sneaky Dragon. Good luck! Because you uh, can't anymore. Yeah, before so. we were so so heavily covered in the news, it was, it was embarrassing. That was one thing, like, when I, I wrote this apology, 
uh, because the Washington Post is news. Yeah. Uh, you could not. Uh, I couldn't link to it. Oh. Uh, it would be, nope. The law says no. And I'm like, oh boy. It's not the law. It's uh, Facebook. It says no. Yeah, that's right. Well, because Canada came up with a law. Yeah. And then uh, the Facebook doesn't it was like, like, hey, why don't you pay us for things? And uh, and Meta went, no, we don't want to. We're broke. And I was like, I don't think you're broke. I think you're doing really well. Yeah. Maybe no, you're doing we have this no well. money. We don't have any money. We're going to look in our pockets. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let me look in your pockets. Don't look in their pockets. Leave us alone. I'm like, well, you got money coming out of your pockets. Yeah. I know, and it hurts my pockets. It's so much money. Ow. Oh, yeah. my poor pockets. I got to go to the doctor and pay for this. Pay for pocket surgery yeah well if you go to meta and look at the office like any pictures from the office everyone's wearing barrels yep that's how broke they are yeah and donkey kong is just about to start <laughs> shucking them down a building fair so yeah you can do that or you can go to tumblr does it have porn no one knows anymore maybe it did maybe it doesn't maybe it does maybe it doesn't but sneaky dragon's there sneakydragon.tumblr.com yeah we we do have porn not on the website. I just mean like in general. Yeah, just click on Rough Riders. <laughs> and that'll take you to Dave's Sexy Movie Reviews. Yes. Uh, so you can do that. Or, listen, who's fooling who? This is where you should be doing. Go to where the, go to where all the cool kids are, which is SneakyDragon.com. What can you do there? It's like a mall. Some people say it's abandoned. It's not. It's not. You might go like, wait, what's this old shop uh, here that says like uh, art? Well... I mean, that's some art we've done in the past. How long ago? Don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> it's still there. Yeah. As is every one of the podcasts we've done in the past. You mean just Sneaky Dragon? No. No, no like older ones, like yeah. classics, like Completely Beatles or Totally Tintin or Full Marks or Fansplainers. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, but just like, just that and then Sneaky Dragon? No. Other new ones as well, like Horse Mysteries or Refresh My Memory. Those are there as well. Oh, my gosh. There's a well, new... A new a new horse mysteries came out this week, right? This and, Thursday, and a new uh, refresh my memory came out this week. That came out yesterday on Friday. That is correct. There you are. So unless uh, you're listening to this another day other than Saturday, yeah. I mean, we can't control when you listen to <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, we're just guessing. We're just guessing. We're guessing from the past, man. Mm-hmm. We're still in August. That's how long ago it is for us. Yeah. So so there you go. And if you're like, oh, what? I I I, I want to lip off about your things, and I want to like uh, go, hey, I got a suggestion. Like you said earlier with the suggestions. Well, look, we do have something like that, Uh-oh. and that is called yep. uh, the message section, which is underneath every one of our podcasts. We've got a little space there. We can leave us a message, and then maybe we'll read it out loud. Make me read it out loud. Make me read hard words yeah. to say out loud because it's the end of the podcast and I'm lazy in the mouth. <laughs> and yet I've got to read out all these things. Maybe you're going to be like Edward Dragansky and give me a huge list of everything you've ever had and done. <laughs> Maybe you're going to list every movie in the world. Maybe like Edward Dragansky does. And just go like, my favorite top 25 movies are, son of a bitch. And then i got to like read them all. Right? Stumble bum magoo here. <laughs> Has to do it. <laughs> and then you're like, I don't think Ian's well. I'm like, no, he's fine. He just can't go through like two hours of yip yap and then read a list. It's not a driving test. I haven't been drinking. Anyway, you can write what you want and I'll read it. It's fine. It's fine. It's all yeah, fine. Jeez. Really closing I'm the sorry. door here. <laughs> I had to do an apology this week. It was tough. Anyway. Uh, we'll talk next week about uh, me getting my life back on track. How about that? We'll talk about that. Uh, thank He's you in so a 12-step much. program. Thank you for, yeah. 
And the thirteenth step. Oh, that's gonna be. It's a sexy step. It's a. It's a. Anyway, you see, it's not good to have me read stuff now. Yeah. I'm giddy. Wrap it up nice and smooth. Okay, so stick the landing. Let's hear this. Let's hear this smooth wrap up. All right. Bye. Impressive. Thank you.